Hey there. <laughs> oh. Howdy. <laughs> Didn't see you come in. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh. Is this a... a <laughs> come on in. ASMR video now. Oh, my goodness. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Joyce that? Eclectic. <laughs> Can we just do ASMR? Hey, welcome to Joyce Eclectic, where we talk about the good, the bad, and the interesting, and all sorts of music. Let's get to it. Yeah. Hey, not ASMR. That's for danger. I I hope that one day. This is a side note. uh, Pretty much every time after we say "Welcome to the Joys of Like the intro thing," and then you hear us start to actually start, and there's the you know uh, the intro music. music. That's Mm -hmm. the one theme song. In between there, we just get really silly for a while. And we always cut it out. out. And one of these days, I'm going to do a bonus episode that's just those parts. And that's going to be fun. Just a cool. super Somebody's just going to hear really, crap. really awkward ASMR fake stuff. Uh, I'll go first. I thought I'd been listening to <laughs> Man. Okay. Um, okay. So, honestly, not, not a whole lot of stuff up until today. Hmm. And then a whole lot of stuff. Um, so, I'm, I'm only going to, like, really go into one of them. But uh, I'll, I'll give a short little list. Uh, over the weekends, I was hanging out with my wife's family and her cousin's husband. Um, so my, I don't know, cousin-in-law or whatever. Yeah. Um, Kenny recommended uh, Another New World by Josh Ritter. Hmm. Uh, I'd never heard of Josh Ritter. He actually, Kenny recommended it to me a while ago, and I forgot to listen to it, and I listened oh, wow. to it today. Um, so that was something. Uh, and it was it was good. It reminded me kind of of this uh, famous Belgian singer from the 50s, uh, Jacques Brel, who's like kind of the Woody Guthrie of yeah, of I know him Belgium. <laughs> yeah. or uh, honestly more like Give me the Bob, to yeah. he's the Bob, <laughs> the Bob Dylan of um, of Belgium but is like very wordy and stuff but the music's more like French sounding than it is yeah. you know Bob Dylan-y um, yeah some accordion that was uh, to be joke, honest mostly. I realize that but it's on <laughs> does, I mean yeah, does his accordion it's... kill fascists <laughs> <laughs> yes um, but it's it's interesting there's uh, yeah he's it's very like interesting lyrics and stuff that's you know kind of a big thing in French music and blah 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 so this reminded me a bit of that mixed with some other stuff that's actually not the one I'm going to go into um, but I was listening to a playlist based off that <laughs> in um, I mean on Spotify I was just listening to that song and it rolled into some other things mm. and a song came on that within the first second just hooked me to death whoa oh, hooked it, you to death hooked me to death oh, I like have you a can't fish here anymore uh yeah it's bad oh wow uh no so it's uh the song is called even the darkness has arms By the Bar Brothers. Like the band The Darkness. The Bar yeah. Brothers. They the Bar Brothers. Arms. Do you know them? I've all? never heard of them. No, I had not either. It's it. Man, I will tell you. Both of you guys would really, really like it. Uh, Chad because of Ben Howard and cool. uh, Matt because of Kings of Convenience. Okay. So it does some of those kinds of things. And I mentioned that to a friend of mine, Chris, who said it's kind of it. it 
uh, I don't know. He brought up the milk carton kids, which do a similar kind of thing. But yeah, even the darkness has arms by the bar brothers. It's like two guitars playing like acoustic, two acoustic guitars. Apparently there's a harpist, but I couldn't really tell because the guitars were all finger picking. So mm. if it was in that song, <laughs> it blends in seamlessly yeah. mm-hmm. and just adds kind of a bed of stuff going on. A harp tar. Yep. But the it's the two guys guitar. singing. I mean, their guitars are kind of panned a little bit left and right. And then they're singing in like wonderful harmony. Um, that's again, just really low key and beautiful. Uh, also panned a little bit. And I guess kind of Simon and Garfunkel-y, but like a modern Simon and Garfunkel where it doesn't, it sounds very warm and lush as Hmm. opposed to, I guess, sounding a bit more dry or like stripped down. No, I mean like a lot of Simon and Garfunkel does sound pretty dry. Yep. Because it's usually just a lot of like acoustic guitar and harmonized vocals. Back in the 60s, they didn't really... They didn't produce the same way that well, we true. Do now. Yeah, yeah. Right? And I'm not yeah. saying that as a detriment. It's just like that's, that's just how just it was. What it was. It was. Yeah. yeah, sure. And I still just like limitations <laughs> at the time, and just differences of preferences as well. Um, so that song, since I've brought up a lot of songs, I'm not going to go too much into it. But it was just friggin' fantastic. Um, if you're listening, you just heard a little bit of it earlier, and I hope you loved it as much as I do. Uh, and then lastly. Uh, I'm not going to give an example of this because everybody's heard a good amount of Silent Planet, but they have a new <laughs> single come out uh, a couple weeks ago that I somehow missed. And I don't know when a new album comes out, but I want to know, and I just don't. <laughs> but in any case, the new single is called Northern Fires, and most of their songs are about something like a, a historical event or something like that. This one's about the Spanish Civil War, which I'm really Random. caring about the Spanish Civil War, but... He writes about it great, and the music's great. So if you liked Silent Planet all the other times, you're going to love it this time, too. That's what I've been listening to. All that stuff. And a what bag a, of chips. And a bag of chips. I haven't had chips in a while. I've been trying to yeah. do like low-carb kind of stuff. It's showing. And I miss chips, but I mm. just met like a specific goal today for a specific time and thing, like a checkup thing, which was great. So now I'm going to eat chips again sometime soon, and I yeah. like the chips. Dude, <laughs> go with those kettle cooked barbecue, backyard barbecue chips, the kettle brands. Mm. Or, or the jalapeno. Yeah, what's the most correct of all is sweet chili pepper Doritos. Oh, no. Don't waste them on Doritos, man. If you're going to go potato chips, don't waste them. No, the sweet chili pepper ones, though, are the... They're I good. I love good. them so much. But, I mean, you're right. They're not like the fanciest thing in the universe, but I just love that sweet chili pepper. You know, I, I have to say, I I just love some good classic wavy lays. Just original? Just okay. original, like just salty wavy lays. There's just something about them. They just yeah. do it for me, man. I don't go out of my way for I them, like but you're the right. Whenever chips, I eat like them, the... I'm like, yeah, that was good. Yeah, mm. they just perfectly complement just a terrible burger that you got from your cousin. <laughs> yeah. That oh, is guys, little... we should grill. No, I mean, like, I love my cousin. And he does grill, so man. many Let's good grill. things well, but he just burns the crap out of burgers. <laughs> yeah. And so it doesn't taste like anything, but man, those, those salty wavy lays. You're mm. not wrong. I like them until they get stuck in my teeth, mm. and then I'm like, that's pretty much every chip. Been like, an, well, I don't know. I, I like they're they're thin, which I think doesn't help. I don't know. I like the thickness. Uh, now, the I, 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 I love I like think kettle thicker. chips, the like sea salt kettle chips. Those things are great too, but they yeah. also kind of tear my mouth up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's so, very true. Yeah, All my be, last my last Captain plug for Crunch. chips will be um, like Hickory Barbecue. Those mm-hmm. ones, uh, I think it's Lay's as well. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, there's some like sweet fire, like any like hot barbecue kind of thing. Mm. Really good. Yeah. I'm not a big barbecue fan myself. Oh man, that's so, like one of my favorite flavors. I'm a, I'm a sucker for barbecue stuff. I like barbecue, like right. like slow cooked barbecue meats. sauce. I'll, barbecue I'll, sauce, I do not love. I yep. do not. 
Yeah, unless it's like specifically savory, spicy kind of barbecue yeah. sauce, then I'm good with it. But mm-hmm. if it's like a sweet and tangy thing, it's not my jam. Any kind of barbecue mm. sauce, I'm a sucker for it. It's it's a weakness yeah. of mine. Well, we're learning about each other. We are. Here on Joyous Eclectic. <laughs> uh, this week, I mostly... So, I, I, I watched a rig rundown because I got into a little hole where I was just watching a bunch of rig rundowns. For somebody who doesn't YouTube. know what a rig rundown is, can it you is a, a description? It's a so Premier Guitar, the website, does a video series called Rig Rundown where they mm-hmm. they're actually based out of Nashville now. They didn't used to be, but oh, I didn't know that. For yeah. anyone who doesn't know what Nashville is, can you tell Nashville them? Nashville is a town in Tennessee. For anyone who doesn't know what a town is. <laughs> It's Go a on. collection of people that have decided <laughs> to erect buildings. doesn't know what a word is. <laughs> <laughs> but they, uh, yeah. There's so, a lot of babies listening there are to this a lot thing. Of just babies listening to this eclectic. I mean, Rob at least has two. Yeah, he's yeah. got two. So, uh, anyway... <laughs> They, uh, yeah, the last, if you go through the last like few rig rundowns, most of them are either at like the cannery or the high watt, or like, hmm. uh, there's a couple at Ascend, mm-hmm. anyway, which those are all venues in Nashville. Those are all venues in Nashville. Um, but the, my point being, I got into this hole where I was watching a bunch of those, and God is an astronaut happened to pop up on that. So they are a post-rock band that have been around since really like the early 2000s. So kind of around the same time as like Explosions. And they do a similar sort of thing as Explosions. Like a lot of, you know, very like atmospheric music, very spacey, mostly guitar driven. Um, But they're a little bit more towards metal than Explosions is. So they'll have like some chuggy parts or some like... Almost genty parts. If I had to pick like a really good example of where to start their album, Helios Erebus uh, is not the newest album that's come out, but the one right before it. And there's a song called <laughs> I don't remember. The yeah, name while you of look it. that up, I'll say I I think my friend John Zartman showed them to me a long long time I ago because it sounds a bit familiar. And if I remember right, they, they do. They're kind of like. At least my impression of them then, and this was back in 2011 or so, so they might have changed since, but it was like a lot, yeah, louder and more distorted Mm -hmm. and kind of, even the mix was kind of just cracklier and drier than Explosions Mm -hmm. was. Yeah, there's not so much just reverb. It's not just like the same guitar part with a reverb and delay Mm -hmm. on it. It's, I mean, they have some of that, but it's a little bit more just like one of the guitar players is more just like a metal chord progression sort of Mm -hmm. thing. Yep. Um, But it was really neat. Uh, but it's a song called Centralia is probably where I would start. And um, yeah, they're they're super cool. I like them a lot. Um, I've been listening to them for at least a few years now. But they just had an album hmm. come out. I, I didn't realize they had an album come out in April of this year. Okay, yeah, I just yeah. missed it until this rig rundown, and I was like, oh yeah, I'll go listen to them right now. And then on Spotify popped up, and it was like, we got a new album out. Yeah. I was like, oh crap, I, I totally that. missed that. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of stinks like having missed it, but it is nice just to know like a band you haven't checked up mm-hmm. on in a while, and then you go on Spotify, and you're like, oh, no, oh, cool. It's weird stuff too, yeah. because recently I'm like, I have a Nintendo Switch, and I use that a lot, and I yeah. keep up with tons of Nintendo news and stuff, <laughs> which is very nerdy and stuff, but lots of fun for me. Um, and so I know when every single game that is coming out that's not just like some small indie game that yeah. nobody's ever heard of that it yeah. was announced like three days yeah. before it came out. <laughs> but like any of the major titles specifically on Nintendo platforms, well, specifically on the Switch, like I know exactly when it's coming out, way far in advance and all that. 
albums from some of my favorite <laughs> bands and i love music yeah i'm like wait a minute last year what yeah no <laughs> and i know so there's just not a convenient place like honestly no. if if our podcast could be that for people i would love it but there's also so much more music and it's hard to keep up with it, it would just be great to like if if you, if the three of us could each have like one genre that we keep people updated about <laughs> stuff that's coming out, that would be great. But like I, there's not a centralized place even for that news to come out. It's like uh, some bands announced it on Twitter, some bands announced it on Facebook or whatever, and kind of on Wikipedia it comes uh, up. Yeah, go for it. Reddit. Yeah, I uh, just read it. That's uh, a good. No point. matter what you're into, I mean, there's a subreddit for literally then I'm every not even genre. Gonna try. Of music Other people sun. just go to Reddit instead. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if you if you're one of those people like I am who doesn't really keep up with like some of my favorite bands and when they got new music coming out, the only reason that I know that kind of stuff is through Reddit. Uh, I'm like I'm subscribed to like if you don't know anything about Reddit, it's made up of things called subreddits, which are basically like pages within pages. And they they can range from like any topic under the sun. So there there's a subreddit dedicated to cats, and it's just like mm-hmm. pictures of cats. There's a subreddit dedicated to like even the most bizarre things. Uh, but they Which, do and it's, it's all, all like user posted. It's, it's all, all user, user posted. Yeah. It's kind of like forums. It's kind of yeah, like it's forums, right. but just more organized, I guess. Which is nice. And you can subscribe to these. And instead yeah. of being, I guess, just like here's just a random question, and then a bunch of people answering to that. It's like here's a topic, and then people will post a question in there. Mm-hmm. But then Sometimes, within yeah, those, depends. it's nice because in forums everything's just chronological. Yeah. So it's like yeah. this person responded, this person responded, to this person. But like you just see boxes inside boxes, which is dumb. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's uh, it'll it, like tab it will out. arrange things as a tree. As yeah. Opposed yeah. To... And also like you can upvote things, so mm-hmm. that really helpful stuff is at the top. Yep. So that's very. And I don't use Reddit much, but it's a great helpful. resource. Yeah. No, it I, really I is. love Reddit. It's it's really the only like. If you want to call it a social media thing, mm-hmm. which you can kind yeah, of, because there's arguably. a because it's a very forum based, like it is very based around user submitted content, and so it, so it does have a social element. I'll give you a great it, example but. of the social element. Just the other day, I posted in. This is way off topic. Yeah, no, there are subreddits <laughs> I'm subscribed to. I'm subscribed to the music subreddit. I'm subscribed mm-hmm. to the metalheads. There's indie heads. There's like pretty much any genre under, under the sun you can find. Uh, and you can learn about new releases and whatnot. But yeah. I was on the guitar subreddit the other day, and I, after my, Which one? I think I told you guys about it. Uh, the, just our guitar, our or, guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I told you guys about my my fiasco. I had a crazy guitar center fiasco. I'm sorry, a store that shall not be named. <laughs> and uh, uh, GC, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> guitar C, uh, G center, G center, the, the the center of guitars. And I had a crazy fiasco with them. I posted under the the subreddit asking a question for help. And I got literally hundreds of responses Did you from really? Guitar wow. Center employees, from people who have had the same experiences. I'm shocked people that who I didn't I was crazy. see that then. Because uh, yeah. I really, like, like I mean, I subscribe to the Guitar oh, okay. Center yeah. too, so I'm really shocked that I haven't seen that. It ended week. up getting, I think, something like 125 upvotes. So it was like, so. it was it yeah. was coasting yeah. along at the top for like a day. Yeah. Uh, and then it kind of fell back. But yeah, I, I, I just posted it late at night and I woke up that next morning and I had oh, like 70 man, something messages <laughs> and it just kept gaining and gaining from there. And again, it's a super, like that was very very helpful just and to especially learn that, like, if you're into like really happened. if you're into really niche stuff mm-hmm. it's a really great place to like find common ground with yeah. uh, mm-hmm. with people and just if you feel like you're kind of alone there's probably somebody out there there's, a feels like like, there's literally which is a subreddit problematic sometimes it can be <laughs> there yeah. are some problematic subreddits i am yeah. the first to say that reddit has its problems or is it donald are the Donald was a uh, was a really big one, especially around the, the uh, there used the to be a subreddit season. before they shut it down called Fat People Hate, 
and oh, it was yeah. a place that was okay to go and oh scrutinize fat people. But yeah, it, there are yeah. a lot of brilliant, amazing subreddits out there. Uh, and generally, it seems like the... And correct me if I, I don't go on much, but it's not that toxic of an environment at the moment. It can it be, like. but it, it like if you so, seek it out, it can be. Yeah. Right. You oh, seek yeah, it out for sure. So that's the thing. I would say if you're if you're but interested the in using Reddit, pages. right? Yeah. If you're interested in using Reddit, just go ahead and make an account and start like tailoring what you're subscribed to to what you actually want to see. Yeah, because it's yep. going to give you like a dump of. Just stuff that they automatically popular subscribe ones. you sub the popular yeah. stuff that are like the default subreddits, yeah. yeah. And some of it's just stuff you don't care about, and yep. some of it's going to be stuff that you don't want to see anything about, mm-hmm. and that's fine. For a long time, our atheism was one of those, mm-hmm. and like that's fine. I'm fine with people being atheistic, but, but that's a pretty toxic subreddit. It is a very mm-hmm. toxic subreddit, and they post constantly, mm-hmm. yes. And so, the problem when I joined Reddit was our atheism was like every other post that I would see. And it was like, okay, I don't care about this at all. <laughs> and so I, I desubscribed from that one so fast. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's not a default subreddit anymore. Cause I think they realized like it's yeah. a little off putting. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's a whole other conversation. topic That's not really <laughs> applicable to the situation. If you want to get into Reddit, just go ahead and make an account. Yeah, and start looking up stuff you want to see. Yeah, man, it's it's fun. You can spend hours on there, and so that's our Reddit thing. <laughs> uh, there yeah. is literally a subreddit called "Does anybody else?" and it's <laughs> wonderful because it's just people that post questions like, "Does anybody else like?" I I'll give you one of my examples. A couple of years ago, I posted, "Does anybody else uh, pretend like they're in an episode of Twenty Four when the microwave is counting down and reach <laughs> for the handle before it reaches zero, like at one second, 100%. just so the timer doesn't go off?" You should go, have had beep, a billion beep. up votes for oh, that. Yeah, I did. I got a lot. <laughs> People were totally in that boat, and for a long time, I just thought it was something stupid that it. Like I used to run in slow motion in the kitchen to get to the microwave. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's a real thing. Uh, people are like, does anybody else flip their pillow over in the middle of the night to get that cool side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like those little things that maybe you think you're the only one that does. A lot of great subreddits like yeah. that. Yeah. Go go That's explore. Fun. I've been listening to Woods. <laughs> okay, just the sounds of the woods <laughs> going out <laughs> in <to> nature. <laughs> I love it. Is it? No, a, there's a band called Woods. Okay. Uh, they they have a couple records out. I think they got four or five uh, records out since 2010, 11. Um, yeah, last year they released uh, a new one, and I mean they've been pretty stagnant for a little while. But uh, I got into them. I don't know. I guess about two years ago now. And they're just a band that like when when I listened to them, they were on all of my like top playlists. I mean like Spotify's top of 2016 or whatever that was, they were on the top of that. They were on the top of 2017. And like, there's one of those bands that kind of like, if people are asking me, Oh, what, like who are some of your favorite bands? I, they don't come to mind. But mm. then like when I'm, when I remember them, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like duh, of course I'm going to listen to these guys. Yeah. Uh, what did you say kind of their genre is? They're, I mean, they're, they're essentially an indie rock band, okay. but what makes them interesting to me is that they, they fool you with, thinking they fool you into thinking that their songs are more complex than they are (laughs) interesting uh they have this way of using dynamics in their music that makes a song seem like it's going so many different directions and doing all these different things when really it's sticking to a very basic chord progression uh one of their bigger songs yep that's them uh one of their bigger songs uh uh moving to the left which is a amazing like it's just a great song that puts you in a really great mood It's got 
three chord like it's an acoustic guitar keeping a chord progression uh with a full band on top of it that song that acoustic guitar keeps those same exact three chords the entire song doesn't change at all hmm. but everything else on top of it changes constantly there's a lot of like cool little like guitar riffs and just like guitar swirls on top of it um some really beautiful falsetto vocals uh i, I they're just a really tight-knit band that's more or less a jam band hmm. that like in disguise interesting <laughs> they don't sound anything like a jam band yeah they don't sound like fish or the grateful dead or anything like that mm-hmm. they sound like an indie rock band like a progressive indie rock but uh, their songs just put you in a really really good solid mood and they have this capability to or this tendency rather to put you on a really good foot like for the first verse and chorus of the song and then the bridge will just be this extended really really fun jam that hmm. just kind of like all the instruments just like shine and and like some really cool like upward progression guitar solos and stuff like that and it's it's just very fun to listen to everyone in the band is extremely is there uh what was the song you said to uh moving to the left i would highly recommend as one of them uh love is love is another one that's very very good with a really really positive message in it uh that was their most recent album i believe is uh love is love but yeah that whole record has some really really good tracks on it but that song in particular has a very good message if Hmm. you want to listen to it cool noise You wanna you wanna get into our our topic? Honestly, you guys, I don't know if I want to get into the topic this week. Do do we just okay? So we we talked about a specific order, but I kind of just want to start with the bad one. I kind of just want to get it out of the way. Okay, so uh, let's preface the bad one. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean, Chad? I just want to get it out of the way. So some goober decided that this week would be a good week to talk about our our own musical endeavors oh, that we've taken over the years, and boy. I think we're all in for some surprises here. Uh, I here's the thing, frankly, like I was talking to my friend Mitch today, and I was saying to him, like, this is a topic I was, I'd been thinking about, like, eventually we'll do this, but probably like episode fifty or something, <laughs> like, so that people really know us and uh, you know, a maybe respect us some. Well, hey, <laughs> I don't know, if that's <laughs> no, <ever>. not, <laughs> not respect us, but you know, be like, yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're not the dumbest of guys because this is gonna possibly make us lose a decent amount of credibility. Uh, perhaps I really don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so, so at all. all. It's, I, yeah. That's just how these songs make us feel, which is worth talking about. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so go on with explaining what the topic is. So yeah, I mean, I think if anything else, this is this might be the most relatable episode yet because we all have a past, <laughs> and I think if there's one thing that I want everyone to take away from this episode, it's that we all have a past, <laughs> and we should not forget that. So this week we're going to talk about yeah, all three of us are musicians. We We've all been playing for a lot of years, and we've all had our own very different, maybe sometimes similar experiences uh, in in the musical world, playing in different bands and mm-hmm. writing our own music. Uh, you know, just uh, taking on different instruments. Uh, you know, just just doing doing our thing and trying to become <laughs> better musicians. And uh, I think we all had a pretty decent amount of recordings that we. Uh, could could share. I'll start by saying far too many. I I actually didn't have that many. Yeah. You know there was there was same here. It's funny because I think in the in the later part of my journey as a musician, <laughs> I've had a lot more emphasis on like I need to record things because I'll forget it otherwise. Right. Yeah, yeah. But sure. in the beginning, it was just like oh, I'm just gonna like play with my bros and we're just gonna like play this stuff and we might record some stuff, but mostly we're just gonna try and like play shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I. 
I really didn't have that many recordings of some of my early stuff, and and the ones that I found were pretty horrendous or were so bad that yeah. like they were basically unintelligible. Yeah, that's, that's like I stuck a phone under a pillow. Oh my in gosh. our garage <laughs> because that was the only <laughs> way to hear do anything that? of it. Yep. That's yeah. hilarious. Actually, I took it a step further. So some of my earliest recordings that I ever did were I, I could tell you the year, I could tell you the month that I did them. It was back in like March of 2007. So I was probably 16, 17. I was 16 years old. Yeah, my friends and I, we actually took it a step further than that. We we did do the cell phone thing. We got yeah. cell phones and put like the little voice memo. They were still thing. like flip phones. Yeah, <laughs> flip phones like the razor. We had razors that did like recording. Yeah. Uh, or we would just like turn on the video camera and like <laughs> yeah. like sit that under a pillow. But we decided at one point because we were we were 16 years old. We eventually decided we're not getting good enough sound quality out of this. So this is what we did. Love it. I'm we, so ready. We went to. <laughs> Radio Shack. 100%. We went to Radio Shack and bought a desktop microphone. Fantastic. Like one of those long skinny ones that yeah. you set up. And we, we bought that for like a nickel. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we came back to the house. And my dad, and did the desktop <laughs> microphone cost just a nickel. <laughs> we did the exact same thing. We shoved it under a pillow yeah. and played live and hoped for the best. Oh, yeah, it's goodness. literally like in my parents' basement. Like not a finished basement. Like concrete cinder block walls and we we just have this like bar stool chair that we've sh- we've got a couple pillows on and there's just a phone shoved in between like this is the only way to keep the drums from overpowering everything uh-huh. and so and you still can't hear anything <laughs> i i'll i'll note i could have one billion disclaimers on this episode (laughs) (laughs) and that's like just yeah so i think the thing with with me with all this stuff is i so okay i'm gonna go into a little spiel here and uh this will include i'm not gonna necessarily give an example right this second but this is the history of me and the projects that i've been involved in uh, I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget the exact <laughs> chronological order. And then I'm going to go into a little bit. Of, so in 2004, uh, my friend James and I started a band, Cross-Eyed, and it was just the two of us. And I'll get into that in a minute. What was um, the band called? Because you, you were both Cross-Eyed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but literally, I mean, we it was under the name Cross-Eyed for the first half of 2004 for like four months. And then we wrote a song called Beautiful Dying Day. And we were like, well, that's a better band name. <laughs> So, so that was the band name, uh, and the beautiful dying day went 2004 to 2011. Can I can I ask yes, a quick question? Were you at all concerned, like because I did the same thing, that changing the band name would would confuse oh your fans? Oh, uh, <laughs> your three fans. Honestly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes and no, because we had already pressed some CDs and sold them to our oh, fellow yes. seventh graders. So Ooh, I was a little man. concerned about that. Uh, which cool. pr- I mean, pressing it was just burning the CD. Of, yeah, literally. Just okay, like I'll just go house. in order and explain the things that uh-huh. they go to. When we were doing Cross-Eyed, it was me and James. We only had one amp, although we had two electric guitars. Fantastic. So we recorded on... I, Side note, man, there's so many side notes. I credit a decent amount of the fact that I record music and still play music to this day to the fact that I had a Macintosh computer that had GarageBand. If I didn't, I don't know if I would still... like Being able to record stuff was so important to just my process of learning and growing as a musician. So that was like... A big thing, but it started out really awful. <laughs> yeah. So, oh yeah. So in 2004, yeah, when we did the cross-eyed stuff, we recorded like four songs, and 
I was using an electric guitar plugged into an amp and James was using just an acoustic guitar and we were playing like rock that was supposed to sound honestly kind of like probably Nickelback or Seether <laughs> or whatever was the idea and it was terrible. But rock. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> so that and then in, so it turned into Beautiful Dying Day later that year um, and then Beautiful Dying Day lasted 2004, 2011, hiatus for a while and then last year started working on some stuff again here and there, but nothing public or whatever yet. Um, and then I'll, I'll go into that more when I talk about other things. And then I did my own music starting probably in like 2005, um, doing just acoustic stuff. And a lot of that was terrible. Um, (laughs) but it was very good, important learning process and did that till about 2014 actively and then haven't been doing it a whole lot, but would like to do it some more. Yeah, man, I probably met you right at the tail end of that. Right towards the tail end. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you met me around when, well, I'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) some side projects that existed with me and my friend James. Uh, one was called Avenge the Mink. For no good reason. Uh, yeah, I really wanted to know what the mink standed for. Standed oh, for? Stood for? <laughs> was Holy that uh, interesting? Did you see <laughs> that on... That's just a good preface for everything uh, else that's going to happen this was, was that... As in, you just had that question now, or you saw the post on Facebook no, where somebody... I, no, I saw the post on Facebook, and I just really wanted to know. Interesting. So, yeah, literally nothing. Like, we were like, huh. oh, this sounds fun. And it was just a side project where Beautiful Dying Day was like screamo, but this is just straight old rock. No, but what about... What does the mink... Mink. Uh, oh yeah. What does that mean? Mink is a like a fur kind of a thing. Yeah. I oh, mean, it doesn't get, mean anything but, symbolic. Okay. Not cool. at all. I mean, yeah. literally, it was just here somewhere. Honestly, beautiful dying day okay, at the yeah. at the beginning was exactly the same thing. It didn't mean anything. It was just like we were writing a song and we we're like this beautiful, um, dying day. <laughs> and then James, I was. It was a piano song, and James and I just looked at each other and we were like. That's, that's the it. band name, <laughs> oh, man. and that's how oh, it came up. Man. And retrospectively, it's we've like given it a bunch of meanings that you know work out. But honestly, it was just that. Um, so, Avenge the Mink. There you go. There's that. Um, and that was super short lived. It was just three songs. Uh, a little something called, which lasted about three years or so, and that was a side project. Also, the goal with the name was, hey, have you heard of a band, or, or have you heard of a little something called? Uh-huh. There yeah. you go. Kind of like, mm-hmm. It, yes. How yeah. how fun is that? So um <laughs> yeah, that was that was the idea there. Uh but yeah, that was like uh I played ukulele and my friend and James played acoustic and we both sang and whatever. So it was just like fun acoustic stuff. And there's actually there's public stuff on that, so you can actually find that, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> there was a whatever. I'm just gonna skip some stuff. Um, ocean architecture, band in college. It was progressive metal and it was lots of fun. And it was like 2011 or 2014. Island Ren, uh, folk music, and I played the bass, and that was also very fun. They were doing stuff uh, 2010 to 2012 or so. Yeah, I've got yep. some posters of it here in my room. I think the funniest thing, I, I just want to speak no, go to this for real it. quick, because I met you. I'm like, just monologuing and I apologize. No, I don't really want to be. But. I, I met you like while you were in Island Ren, yep. and it was so funny because like, knowing Chris, the front man of that band who played mandolin uh-huh. and like the kind of stuff that he was writing and the kind of stuff you were playing was really funny, especially knowing you and knowing the kind of music you play. And so you'd play a set and then there would be like an interlude uh-huh. where you and Cole would play and it'd be like bass tapping in this folk band. Yep. Like nobody else would be playing, but it'd just be you tapping this like song and Cole drumming with you. And it was just like, this is really out of place. <laughs> I love it, but it does not fit. With You're not else. wrong at all. 
yeah it was it was yeah it was fun uh man yeah so we did i i was playing that like 2013 to 2014 was probably about when i was when i joined um more recently uh my our friends out of the dust i just play with them sometimes so that's a thing but i'm not really like actively playing with them all the time and then most recently a band oliver uh, which is now recalled uh which is called mempo and it's me mm-hmm. and chad and cole and a friend of ours murphy and we just play some music we've got some stuff recorded yeah and then I kind of play with a band called Foster Party of Eight in Columbia, Tennessee. They just play a bunch <laughs> just of covers specifically and stuff. in Columbia. Mostly, yeah. Uh, and so they play like classic rock covers, and I just play acoustic guitar for them sometimes. Man, I apologize for that spiel, but here, but a lot of those things you can find on the internet. <laughs> and I'll I'll segue into not necessarily going. To, yeah, sure. I'll go into my first one. We'll just yeah, do it. Just go for it. I decided to pick only. I have like a breadth of probably 400 recorded songs. Wow. And Holy most cow. of them are terrible. Oh, <laughs> that's a lot of them are really bad. Like that's yeah. really true. And, um, yeah, but, I mean, like the Beatles can say the same thing. Oh, hundred like, percent. How many recordings do they have? I mean, yeah. Not that them. we're so, saying you're on the same level as the Beatles. Parker right. is the next Beatles. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. I mean, argue, I guess some people that really don't like the Beatles could say a lot of stuff. <laughs> but, that's probably uh, fair. But no, more honestly, yeah, I decided instead of just going from that whole library, because I'd literally, as far as picking a bad song, it would be so easy to just pick a bad song that's just A, terribly written, terribly recorded, terribly everything. <laughs> but it's also something that I don't, I really never considered good enough to put out there in the first place. Yeah. It was just mm-hmm. like, here's a thing. I'm recording it and it'll be fine. But so instead I picked only from songs that can be found on the internet somewhere. Oh, wow. um, and, and there's still a decent amount of those. None of them are on iTunes or, or Spotify or anything right now, just because I don't feel like paying money for them to still be up there. Cause nobody sure. really listens sense. to them enough for them to make their own money. So, and I have plans for like projects with them down the road and within those, like whenever that happens, I'll put everything back up. But, um, but yeah, so I, I feel like at least I'm going to go in order of what I like. We're each doing three songs and I'm going to do what I like the best first and then what I like the least and then totally. what I feel like am questionable about. And you guys will have to make up your own minds about that one. So be, <laughs> be very curious for that. I um, may do it differently. Yeah, that. no, that's totally fine. So for the one that I actually... And the the mindset that I put myself in is if I was sitting down and showing somebody this like this music or this song, I would play it and feel like, yeah, I can sit here and not cringe at all. And the one and increasingly like the ones I feel terrible about, I am just cringing to the max, want to leave the room. And so this first one is one that I actually like this whole album. I can listen to with somebody and there's a couple times where I'm like eh, whatever and there's things that I definitely understand that I don't love about it and would rather have fixed but um kind of still am fine with the vision and the way it turned out so this is actually my self or not self-titled album but the my Parker Deal album the first one that's actually out called Third Culture Kid and I worked on it mostly by myself which um is something that we'll kind of talk about a little bit. I generally like the things, all the things that I've worked with with other people, Ocean Architecture, Island Ren, any of that stuff. I'm actually not bringing any of those up today because I feel like I didn't write a whole lot of it 
and I, I enjoy them the more for it too. And mm-hmm. the recording doesn't really hold up super well on both of those. It holds up well enough that I'm like, okay, yeah, like that worked, but it's not like pristine or whatever. Um, none of this stuff is, but <laughs> for, for those at least, uh, like yourself. I can, <laughs> it, part of it is I'm not going to cringe at it because if somebody messed up on something, otherwise it also wasn't me for the most part. I mean, like yeah. I did mess up on some things, but you know, I can't hold myself accountable to all of it. Whereas on the ones I'm bringing up today, I really can. And so this song, it's um, it's called Heart, and it's on um, that album Third Culture Kid, and it's one it's a song that I really enjoy, and I don't think that many other people actually enjoy from the album, <laughs> uh, which is fine. But I worked on this mostly myself, as far as the writing. Well, all myself as far as the writing and performing. Uh, this was the album that I talked about a couple months ago where like I just decided to put every instrument that I knew or how to play on this album and tried to take some inspiration from it's like a folky acoustic kind of bass like sort of Ben Howardy but not really um but then also take in some inspirations from metal and some other things that I enjoy and this song leans more into that part um than anything else and like it, the mix isn't fantastic so you can't really hear the guitar parts, but I actually, I really like the guitar part. It's a lot of fun. It's like a uh, kind of tappy part. It's not actually tappy, but it's like kind of slappy and yeah. whatever. Lots yeah. of fun to play. Tappy slappy. Tappy slappy. The old tappy slappy. Laffy taffy. Um, but yeah, so it's called Heart, and this is a little bit into a guitar solo in the song and then out into kind of uh, the last verse or whatever. So I'll go ahead and play it. And we'll that and the mix again i i don't necessarily it was me and my friend wyatt that mixed it and we we really actually did seek a decent amount of counsel from other people and we couldn't get it perfect and uh but i think what i feel like you know stand behind for the whole thing is i feel like there's a lot of um integrity behind yeah. it compared to a lot of other music or whatever where it's just like <laughs> feels not phoned in but uh, some of my other s- stuff that I'll be bringing up is just it doesn't have some of the kind of like emotion or whatever that I yeah. felt like I was giving to this at least so yeah I don't know honestly as I was listening to that just like you said I could kind of tell that there was a lot of effort put into it uh yeah I mean the mix obviously is not perfect but you know, if you if you're able to look past that, you can definitely see the uniqueness in that song. Uh, one for me is just the blend of acoustic instruments with like more hardcore mm-hmm. stuff going on in the background or in the foreground. I I really enjoyed that and appreciated it. Well, thanks, I, mean, I could bro. say that much. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely got a lot of like the prog influence in there. The mm-hmm. the acoustic is still really out front, um, which to me is. Like you said, sort of the emphasis of that album, I mean, it was going to be more acoustic driven, but then you've got 
a lot of that kind yeah. of like prog metal sound in the background. I honestly, I was a little bit surprised at how just like distorted the guitar part was yeah. compared to like the kind of the way that you had talked about the album. I was expecting like prog influence to be like, you know, light overdrive. Yeah. And then it, no, it's just yeah. like, no, this is it's some yeah, metal chunky, stuff crunchy. going on. Honestly, I mean, the, it, it's listening fun. to it's the just rest of dichotomy. Yeah. Mm. Oh, for sure. The rest of the album is, there's only one other song that uses guitar that's that heavy or whatever. And it's, it's the last song. In the album is an eight minute or eight and a half minute song. That's, it's sort of, it's lots and lots of little verses and stuff and kind of has dynamics that build throughout the whole thing. But then the last, like, I don't know, chorus or section or whatever just goes, like, has double kick kind of stuff yeah. and, like, almost <laughs> a breakdown in it just to kind of culminate the whole thing. But the rest of the album honestly doesn't have, like, it has crunchy guitars at most and mostly doing little twiddly bits in the back. Yeah. So this song is is more of an outlier, which is partly why I like it a lot. But, I, again, I don't think is really people's favorite. And because the mix, I think stuff more than some of the other ones but i like if i it, you guys probably do this too and i'll i'll turn the mic over to somebody else in a second um do you guys go back and like listen to like i want to listen to some of my own stuff to see if i feel good about myself or not i try not to this most is of the time. yeah this is a song where I, I do that just because it's again it's not great but like i like a lot of the things that are going on there even though they're not perfect um and so it's just like yeah, honestly, I wrote a song that I it would be the kind of thing I would listen to from someone else, and I like that. <laughs> honestly, I do that a lot. I go back and listen to my own stuff probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like doing it, but I feel like it's a necessary evil uh, because I tend to forget. I tend to forget the things that I recorded a year ago, two years ago, however long ago, and I have all my stuff saved on hard drives and yep. Google drives and whatever it might be. So... I, I, I do go back and listen to it to try and learn or, you know, maybe I, I'm so my my taste changed so much that one week I might be really into this thing that I did a couple months ago. And then the next week yep. I'll go back and I'll be like, well, no, I don't like it. Or, you know, usually right away after I record something, I'm like, eh, it's not great, but mm. whatever. I'll come back to it later. And that's that's my biggest fault as somebody who records and tries to like spend the time to make their own songs is I get bored. I get yeah. bored way too easily and, or I can't figure something out. I get stuck in a corner and then I just want to just come back to it later, <laughs> which yeah. I mean, more often than not, I, I do, but that's, it's just something that's very hard for me to, to get something that I'm actually happy with and remain happy with. So yeah, yeah. I, I go back and I critique myself a lot more than anyone else for sure. Yeah. But What's out of, <laughs> well, I'll, yeah. I'll answer your, your first question before you ask. Yeah, go for it. Uh, it. It's hard for me. I think the, the biggest like difference for me is if it's something that I did pretty much exclusively, I I don't want to listen to it that much because I, I, I will sit there and pick it apart the whole time. I'm just yeah. like, oh, I wish this part was better or I wish I had mixed this better or I wish I had done mm -hmm. this better or man. I like and letting people listen to it. It's like I need to preface this by saying I know this part doesn't yeah. sound good. I know this part doesn't so many sound disclaimers. good. I wish I could mix this well. <laughs> I, and you know that if it's something somebody else did, like I have a few recordings that I just played on that. It's like, this is cool. Yeah. I like this a lot and I'm good with you hearing this because it actually <laughs> sounds good. Um, but honestly, like for the last few years, I don't have a ton of just like songs that I've recorded, mm -hmm. but I have hundreds of like voice memos and yes. short, yep. short yep. little snippets of like, this would be a cool idea that 
I just never do anything with. And and it's and it's crazy because it's like I I wish I would do something with them. Mm-hmm. I have all these ideas out there of songs that I think could be cool or like a bass part of something that it's like this would be anything and I would I want to expand on this or turn it into like a post rock something yeah. or mm-hmm. you know make a longer instrumental out of this and then I just never do anything with it. And so, Idea. Yeah. We should share those with each other <laughs> and each other work on something. And I mean even listeners like if you want to if you have things like that, I don't know if any of you even write or play or record music, or whatever. If you have ideas like that and are just stuck in a rut or whatever, we like writing music and yeah. stuff. <laughs> Feel free to email us with it and be like, "Oh no, what would you do?" And we'll then we'll try to like brainstorm. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we'll like ju- start a giant band. <laughs> give some ideas on it and then send it back and be mm-hmm. like, "Here's some extra stuff." I mean, kind of like postal service, you know, sending stuff yeah. back and forth uh, like they did. But I mean, that would be because that's something I I do so much better at writing things if. A prompt is given of yeah, any sort. Agreed. If it's, I mean, a lyrical prompt, uh, just like a hook or something mm-hmm. like. Yep. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, is okay, like I'm sometimes do a whole song now. <laughs> if you're starting from scratch, you don't always necessarily know what you want in the yeah. song. Yeah. Like I don't know if I want the song to be hooky. I don't know if I want it to be lyrically focused because I'll start writing lyrics and then I'll realize, eh, maybe I'll just put those aside for this, or I'll yeah. I'll have this cool bass line in my head. Yeah. I'll do a voice memo <laughs> of it and then. Like I've even done acapella, like with my voice, what I want the bass to be. Like yeah. I'll be like, boo, 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 boo. and then I'll be like, okay, I'll, I won't share that with anybody, but I'll remember. <laughs> yeah. And then, then I get to actually recording it, and I'll do like a little guitar over it, and then, and then I think, well, the guitar is kind of interesting. Uh-huh. I'm gonna roll with that, and forget about the dumb bass line. Yep. I do that so often, and I can't stand it. And yeah, I guess at a certain point, it's really just about letting things go. And so I, I'll I'll jump into my first one, kind of speaking on that yep. topic. Uh, is this which one is this? Out of curiosity, good, bad, or medium? This one, I, I guess this is a. I'll say this is the bad one. Okay. Um, honestly, I didn't I didn't prep my songs in the way that I probably should have. Cool. Uh, yeah, I play on everything that you're gonna hear, but uh, the first one is M three. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to share that one first. I kind of wanted to go like, originally I was thinking about going chronologically, but then I don't know, just the way that we're flowing. Yeah. So this one, uh, is, is me. This is myself. Uh, I didn't really get into recording my own music until I wasn't in a band anymore. <laughs> yeah. And you know, for a long time I was just in and out of different bands and, and playing with different people. And so it was always somebody else's responsibility to <laughs> take up the helm of recording yep. and and kind of orchestrate things. Uh, that's not to say that I haven't been writing my own stuff for a long, long time because I have, but I've only started to put it to tape in the last couple of years. Uh, so the first one that I'm going to play is a song that I'm, I'm actually very, very passionate about because I think it's a very good song. I think it's a very catchy song. And I, I recorded, this is one of the, just to kind of, I, I guess the, a, the approach I was going for here was to kind of help anybody that's listening out there that might be interested in recording <laughs> and not knowing where to start. This is where I started. This is one of the, if not the very first song that I ever recorded on my own. Uh, it was all done in GarageBand. It was done with an electronic drum kit. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had better demos of it since, but I kind of just wanted to give you guys an impression of, and and again, I I don't think this is a bad song. I think this is a great song, but this kind of, 
man, I'm tooting my own horn. This is a great song. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, um, no, this, I do think that this song has a lot of potential. I don't think that I've recorded it in a way that maximizes the potential that it shows. <laughs> that's a very a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly the idea that I wanted to give with this first one. So uh, we'll play the, this is the end of the song and I'm not going to like try and justify or back up or disclaim anything. This is just what I recorded like yep. two years ago. Uh, the song's called Nova Scotia and this is the ending bit of it. trying to dig on you right now i just genuinely don't know was there a bass guitar in there that? was no bass guitar in that recording <laughs> okay, i meant to, i God. didn't mean, that was the one thing that i did want to say before we started there is no bass guitar yeah. in that song uh i've obviously have written a bass line since then <laughs> it's essentially just the chord progression okay. uh, with yeah. a couple little players like man there that is, is the no earliest bass. version of that song i have it's yep. just a rhythm guitar a lead guitar and a drum kit um I mean, even listening to just that, and it is hard. I wonder for people who don't write and record music and stuff, if they can kind of hear the diamond in the rough sort of a thing. But like, Mm. I can hear what it's trying to do and Mm. like what it's trying to do, like you said, I think would be really cool. And uh, so the the question is... What what was I going to... Man, I was going to say something. (laughs) Um, But it's... I think... Oh, yeah. That might make it even worse as you having somebody listen to it with you is like, I know this is good and this doesn't justify it. So you're always telling yourself that Mm -hmm. like this isn't justifying what it's trying to do. But if it was like a bad song, like if somebody listened to the one of the millions of songs, not millions, one of the hundreds of songs (laughs) that I have that are legitimately bad songs and bad recordings (laughs) and bad performances, I would care less because I'm like. It's just terrible all around. Like I just did not try apparently, and also did not succeed. But the fact that it's um, that it's you know a good song, but just not recorded super well, I I feel like would make it even harder for somebody to listen to Mm -hmm. with you around. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, I I one hundred percent agree. And it's obviously you can't you can't describe what's going on in your head to somebody else. It's just it's not possible. Uh, and that's the closest that you can get. So, and again, this goes back to my whole, like, I wanting to inspire with this. This is one of the earliest recordings that I did with the few materials that I had. And, I mean, I don't have th- that great of materials nowadays. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is, this is one of the songs that I really tried to focus on. One of the first songs that I kind of came up with by myself, for myself, uh, without doing you know, being a part of somebody else's project or being being like half and half or, mm-hmm. or being a co-writer on something. Now, I'll talk about more of that stuff later, um, kind of going in reverse order. But <laughs> I'm sure we all have recordings like that to yeah. where, you know, we, we've tried to do exactly what's going on in our heads the best uh-huh. way that we knew how. But sometimes you don't have the resources and sometimes yeah. you don't have... Or the, the way you think you you're supposed to do it isn't the way that exactly. it actually w- should be done or whatever. Exactly. Like for <laughs> yeah. all I know... 
what I hear in my head is an acoustic guitar doing that background right. or yeah. something like <laughs> yeah. that. Or, you know, maybe the drums need to be different. Uh, that song is very rooted in surf rock because yep. yeah. I yeah. love surf 100%. rock and yeah. that's what I know how to write the best. <laughs> um, I love tremolo and wah and <laughs> drippy and, reverbs. Yeah, I love, I love reverb so yep. much. <laughs> reverb is the greatest thing on earth. Uh, fight me. I'm telling sweet chili pepper Doritos you said that. <laughs> yeah. Kettle cook barbecue chips. Something uh, I want to hear about Chad's, but something to just add into the conversation that I'm curious, just whenever it comes up, if you guys have thoughts on this, is it worse for someone to hear um, a, a song of yours that's A, a really good song, like a song that you're proud of, but a terrible recording of it, or a song that you know that you wrote that's really bad, but somehow was recorded really well. If like, I don't know, you, you know, had a studio project or something and somebody made talking to. So yeah. I mean, well, yeah, that, that's just a hard thing to say because yeah, good songs are so subjective that I can think of like some, I mean, you played on a a recording that I just now remembered that I totally forgot about. (laughs) What did Um, I play on? That was uh, Put Your Records On, that Camille sang, and you played drums on it for when Chris and I were doing a studio recording. Oh, man. For like Studio B or something. Girl, put your records on. I I vaguely remember that now, yeah. Yeah, and it's... I. Some people would say that's a really great song. I think it's a really terrible song, especially yeah. now having listened to it a million times. Oh, yeah, because you had to mix it. And it's still not a great recording of yeah. it either. This um, is a cover we're talking about, right? Yeah, we're not yeah, talking about the yeah, actual no, song. It, it, no, it we wrote the original. No, we're famous. <laughs> we're rich beyond your wildest dreams. Yeah. No, I, I as long a, as you're dreaming about I like a thousand dollars. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Not even. I <laughs> saw her live. That much money. Yeah, I really? saw Kareem really? Ray live. She opened for the Alabama Shakes. She did not play that song. Random. Ooh, really? She did not Holy play that song. Holy cow! Yep. She hates her audience. Yeah, yep. that's what that's that what means. I mm. So I'm going to talk about neither of those things. I'm going <laughs> to talk about my my bad song. I'm going to start with this because yep. it's. I just feel like there's a progression that you that you everybody should know about. Sure. So this man. <laughs> It's it's not great. It is it is neither of the options that you gave. It's a terrible song that was also recorded terribly. <laughs> I mean, that's most like almost all of the ones that I didn't bring today are yeah. those. So. Well, so and, and so here's I picked this selection of this also song because I didn't want to drag any anybody else through the mud. I I am fine talking Accurate. about like my shortcomings as a Absolutely. musician and my like problems that I and honestly I'm willing to extend myself like passed me some grace about this because I had only been playing guitar max a year and a half, probably closer to a year at the point that this recording was made. And there's an element of just like, what can you expect? Yeah. Like I'm confident enough now as a musician who's been playing for almost 15 years. Well, I've been playing guitar for 15 years. I've been playing piano more than that. More than that. <laughs> Probably close. I'm going on like 20 years of being yeah. a musician. Like, yeah. Well, it, it, anyway, it doesn't yep, matter. You're good. Classifications. <laughs> I've been playing an instrument for about 20 years, which is crazy to me. I mm-hmm. just thought about that. <laughs> now I'm just like internally dying. Oh, man. Um, anyways. Uh, so I had only been. Yeah, One day know, that's going right? to be 50. Mm. Mm. 
<laughs> I, so I had I had not been playing guitar for very long, and honestly, I think there's a fair amount of just like ignorance that mm-hmm. I had of just like I had no idea how anything was done. I was in this small town. This was really the first band that I had ever played with at all in any amount of time, and we were all terrible. And the way that this recorded was this was recorded was like the church that I was that I had grown up in. All it would like that's where we would practice all the time because that's mm-hmm. what was available to me. And we had like terrible electronic drums, oh, and man. I was playing through a Line Six Spider Two. This is ringing. <laughs> so, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, this is I, weird. I, most like musicians our age have very similar stories to this. Uh, but I mean, it's at just church. like at, yeah. at a church, Line yeah. Six. Especially like I mean, I started playing for like our youth band. I'd been playing for a month, I think, and. I have very vivid memories of getting to practice and being like, well, you should just play power chords for this stuff. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Mm. Like, I know what a power chord is, but mm. I don't know how to play power chords for these chords. And our bass player literally, like, giving me the fret numbers for yep. which chords that I needed to play for and stuff like that. And so, anyway... The whole point of this is none of it was good, and it was all terrible. And what you're go- about to hear is a guitar solo that I played for this song. Yeah. And I am going to say just right off the bat, it is totally a ripoff of like a, a Strokes song called "Heart in a Cage," and it, because like I had heard that at this point, oh hundred percent. So I just knew <laughs> I know that I had heard that song by this point, and so it's totally a ripoff of that. Also, just the tone is awful. It's just the worst thing, like I said, because I'm playing through a Line 6 Spider 2, uh-huh. 100%. And B, it's all on a pentatonic scale. <laughs> it is just 100%. I didn't know how to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this is, uh, yeah, it's just not good. <laughs> Let's just listen to it. Here we go. Loving that blue scale. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man, sticking hard to that minor pentatonic. Here's what I'll say. I think it's mostly embarrassing to you because of how far you've come. So, like, as you yeah, know, just exactly. somebody listening, it's like, okay, well, it's not, it's not like a good solo, Fair. but at the same yeah. time, it's not. It exists and it fulfills its purpose. And for somebody there in the room, I feel like they would have been like, cool, yeah, yeah, oh, that's that's well, going on. And, He's playing and that's some what notes. I'm saying. Like, I think so much of the time, why. I, why I just wanted to pull like my guitar part specifically out of that is because I'm so much more willing yeah. to say to the other people that played on that recording and the guy who sang for yeah. it because I purposefully did not include any of the vocals because they are a thing that happens <laughs> and and I just didn't want to <laughs> talk they they are a thing that happens and I just didn't want to talk about like all of these people didn't know what they yeah. were doing because like none of us did none no. of us had yeah. any idea what we were doing and we're and like all the tones of all the guitars in that are terrible mm-hmm. and i know all those guys and they're still playing music and a lot of their stuff's way better now like it's yeah. not like we're not doing that anymore mm-hmm. but it yeah i think i mean there's such a big part of it that you you have to like give yourself the grace f- for what's going on in the you know at the time and that's i mean <laughs> I was listening to some older stuff of mine a couple years ago, and I texted my parents, and I was like, 
I love you guys. Like, thank you so much for being so supportive, even though this stuff was complete crap. Like, this was so bad. And I mean, they were like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Like, I mean, it wasn't amazing, but it was, it was, we were really impressed with you for the time. And I was like, okay, in retrospect, I am not impressed with me at all. But at the same, I can see how my parents are, you know, impressed that a ninth grader is writing and recording, you know, a whole album or whatever, which, you know, two decades ago, writing and recording a whole album was something barely one person could do. Yeah reasonably, I don't know, maybe not two decades ago, but definitely three decades ago. That was really hard. Uh, Two decades ago, you'd still would have need a lot of money for pro tools and a lot of equipment and stuff. So it still would have been, you know, tough, but, um, so there's, so you do have to give yourself some grace, but that's not also to say that you can't see, you know, like where you started and appreciate the terribleness of it or something. And so much of my bad stuff, it really is like the, I mean, the music isn't great, I hate my lyrics from back in the day. Like, and some of those oh, stick I hate with my me lyrics from now. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, there's yeah. truth to that. At least like, I feel like I know when to stop now or like I'm, I've learned a lot more about lyric writing mm-hmm. to where I can still write some stuff that's pretty cheesy accidentally, but, <laughs> but I know how to avoid the pitfalls a bit more. Whereas I've written so many songs with bad lyrics that like, goodness gracious, I should have learned because <laughs> yeah. there's so many that are just awful. And, um, and at least I can decipher between the good and the bad ones for the most part. Um, do you guys want to take a break and then we'll get back to some more? Totally. To, uh, yeah. We've got both of your good ones, both your maybe ones, my bad one and my maybe one. Yeah. And uh, I think those should be all something for people to look forward to. Yes. Welcome back. Y'all. Y'all. Your right. voice cracked or something. It sure did. <laughs> I had a little, like, clumble, clumble in my throat oh, there. A clumble? A clumble. That's not a word. <laughs> oh, it is. It How is related is it to a flimble flamble? <laughs> not not as related as you might oh. think. What are you uh, guys, how are you guys doing? Dingle hopper? Uh, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, if you're exercising, keep it up. I want you guys to I mean you're yeah. halfway you're halfway you're closer to the end than you are at the beginning. It's true. Even if you just started, you're you're getting closer every every inch. So keep yeah. it up. Don't stop. Because you can't travel back in time. Exactly. Bam, solve the riddle. I got it. And Don't stop driving- running. If you're driving to work right now, you're probably closer to your workplace than you exactly. used to be. So I don't know how good that is for you, but I mean, like, you just keep trucking. Yeah, yeah. if you're driving, keep driving. Don't stop on the highway. If you're no, on the highway, don't that's stop. That's dangerous. Uh, keep going. Unless it's stop and go traffic. If you're you at work listening to this, some amount of time, turn it off because you should be focusing on your work. So no, nope, definitely I listen to stuff <laughs> while I work. And while I sit at work, not doing work because I sometimes don't have anything to do. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I mean, what Matt said, he's he's right. Yeah, I mean, whatever yeah, situation mostly. you're in, keep on going. Whatever boats you're If you're happy, dude, you're having a better day than <laughs> a lot of people. If you're not happy, climb on board, man. We're all here with you. <laughs> we're, I mean, we're the not happy crew. You are not alone. I promise. As we talked about in the seasons. Uh, that we all like listening yeah. to sad, sad songs sometimes. Sad. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Life can get sad, but it does have its happy moments. Yeah, and so we're here to try and help you find those happy moments. Happy. Oh, man. Where did we leave off? Um, We were talking about music uh, mm-hmm. and some music that we worked on. Mm-hmm. Lots of things. I, I guess I'll kind of continue on the rounds and sure. go again. I'm going to go yeah. with my, uh, my medium one. I changed my order up from what I said I was going to do originally. <laughs> so this is a song that um, 
I, I also want to try to to speak more to kind of this topic as a whole, not just the songs that I worked on and the stories behind them. But this one does have some stories behind it. I uh, I wrote it uh, at there was uh, we were, my family staying at a B and B in like the again I lived a bed in Belgium. And breakfast for those a bed and breakfast <laughs> and I, I was living in. <laughs> I slept in one every night for a long, long time. <laughs> many, 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 many days. Uh, yeah, so we were staying at a B&B kind of like on the Belgian beach, which is just very cold and not very beachy at all, yeah. except for like one week in the summer. Um, just, again, if you missed it in other episodes, I lived in Belgium for uh, my kind of high school years and whatnot. So we were there, and I just like couldn't – I woke up at – I don't know, something ridiculous, like three in the morning and could not go back to sleep no matter what I did. And so I listened to some music and I did some Sudoku puzzles and stuff, but for like hours I couldn't sleep. So I just went into the bathroom and sat on the toilet stall because I mean, we were all sleeping in the same room and I sat on the toilet and wrote out this song. And then when I got back home the next day, I put it to music. And so this is a song that's by quote unquote, or it's a little something called song. Um, You can find it online. It's called Daydreaming. And it's a song that actually, like, I don't love the lyrics anymore. Also, like, I don't know what to do about songs that I like the song, but it's about, like, an other girl or ex-girlfriend or something like that. Because that's just a little bit tricky because I don't really want to be singing about that. But at the same time, it's like, hey, but it's a good song. Very (laughs) married. Yeah, oh, exactly. But that's the thing is, like, I'm very married. And the especially this one has, like, imagery of specific, like, things or Mm. whatever, you know, um that we had in common or something like that. So it's it's like, I don't really know what to do about that. But the underlying song, I actually quite like, and it was the song that when I came to MTSU, I played this a good bit um, and actually like got to play at the Bluebird because of it and oh, stuff, wow. which was neat. And so just, it, it was fun and people seemed to like it a lot. The recording is not good. <laughs> um, the So the whole album, there's some ups and downs, some stuff that's like kind of decent and then a lot of stuff that's not that great. Um, and so my friend James and I would play it live, but on the recording, it's all me, except for my sister sings on it as well, because she's a great singer. And um, man, I just, like, I don't know what to do about songs like this for so many reasons. A, the subject matter, but B, just the fact that, like, it doesn't sound that great. So it's supposed to be kind of like a, uh, you know, acoustic pop kind of song. And I didn't know... I just didn't know how to MIDI drums at the time. MIDI, I said, not mini. It sounded like I said mini. Um, I didn't know how to MIDI drums. Which Those are like, electronic drums. Yeah, yeah electronic drums, but you program Musical them. Musical yes. so digital that, interface. That's yes. the one. Um, but you program them so that they go exactly on the beat normally, which is great, because then it sounds like, hey, that drum knows exactly what it's doing. Yeah. Instead, I use an electric drum kit on, oh, like, no. with kind of like kind of samples that just sounded more Uh, electronic and played along with it so it's it's got the sounds that would typically go along with like you know i don't know really upbeat postal service or something (laughs) but isn't isn't uh quantized to where it's exactly on beat so yeah it's you know i just didn't know what i was doing and also like the whole thing i don't at the time, I didn't know how to mix so that stuff wasn't like way distorting because it was too loud. So everything was in the red all the time. And I didn't know that was a bad thing until <laughs> a guy that knew what he was doing came over one day and he was like, hey, you see those red things up there? And for him, he was probably like, I'm sure he knows this, but I'm going to point it out anyway. He's like, if it goes red like that, like that's bad. You want it to stay under that. And I was like, oh, 
okay. <laughs> Dude, at least he so, told you. Yeah. So I learned I don't know from that. that. I have the cojones to like walk over to somebody and just be like, hey, by the way, yeah. if this is clipping, you should turn it down. Man. Yeah. No, I mean, I appreciate it. This guy's also like an older kind of guy and like a. Probably knew you in some way. Yes, in some, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He was a like kind of friend of my dad's and he came over and I showed him a song because I was like, look at this cool song. And he was yeah. like, oh, wow. Oh, neat but probably sucks on a lot of fronts uh, <laughs> it wasn't this song but it just might as well have been uh yeah i'll go ahead and play it though so it's called daydreaming and this is i think the chorus if i remember what i grabbed right um and yeah, here it goes but i am daydreaming talking to you on the phone daydreaming you and i'll be in Yeah. Also, I another thing that I hate about that recording <laughs> is the fact that the grammatically correct should be um, dreaming of you, whatever the lyric is, dreaming of you and me on the phone or whatever, not you and, you and I. I, I said oh. you and I like a billion yeah, times. Yeah, we had hey, that okay. discussion that's just okay. a couple weeks, weeks ago. <laughs> Man, and so every time I play it at live, obviously I switch that up. But again, so the the topic is, this falls exactly into that camp of a song that I generally think is a good song. Besides, I would love to change some lyrics and still be able to do it. Um, Cause, but I'm, that's a really, a, not a strong suit of mine is changing lyrics yeah. to songs that already have them. I'll get more into that a little bit later on my on my last one too. But um, yeah, that's something that's just really rough. So long story short, that song recording is not good, um, but the song's fun. So if you enjoyed that for some reason, <laughs> no, if you enjoyed that, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's online. It's a little something called, and there's a whole album that's not all like that, but kind of a mixed match of. Uh, it's all ukulele, acoustic guitar, singing, and then some other things that happen sometimes in piano and whatnot. Have you guys thought about going back and uh, re-recording any of that? Um, not for any of that stuff. Again, yeah. mostly just subject matter-wise. Like, it was while I was dating one girl that I just, like, I don't really feel like writing the, playing, singing those songs again or changing all the lyrics, so it's just going to stay in that phase of life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if, if I could rewrite some lyrics, I'd probably go back and do it just because it would be fun. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll get more into that a little bit later. But in the meantime, let's move on to somebody else sure uh i'm gonna take you guys back to i'm gonna take back you guys to back reality to the, the ghost gravity oh, the that's ghost all gravity. of that song that i know so mad oh. but he won't give up that easy nope he won't have it he's mom bad. spaghetti mom spaghetti is that the mom spaghetti song nothing. yeah oh okay cool i guessed right that's a uh, mom spaghetti one of the by, two uh, hip hop songs that rabbit, i know rabbit white boy rapper yeah, yeah. um uh m's and m's yep uh, Candy bar. Uh, yeah. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by the Mars Company. <laughs> <laughs> One of my coworkers' wives works at the Mars Company. Really? And she gets sometimes lots and lots of free candy. It's right up the street from my house. And so I smell that hot chocolate cooking. Really? In Not really. It smells like 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 dead skunks. <laughs> That's really funny. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so yes, go on. Uh, sponsored by the Myers Company. Thank you I'm going to take much. you guys on a little field trip back to the old college days. Yeah. my next pick. So... Chug, 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 chug. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> Was that your college experience? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless it's like lemonade or... Actually, Mountain Dew. In, uh. On one specific occasion, we uh, when we first moved in, there was a limited edition of Mountain Dew that was going away and Walmart was selling 50 or 
two liters of it for like 25 cents. Whoa. So we bought 27 bottles. Jeez. <laughs> and it was gone within like three months. Wow. Which should not have happened. My really. college experience went something like, what if I put this whole sheet of aluminum foil over my face? <laughs> Why? Huh. Shout out to Zach Riley. Yes, yeah, Zach Riley. My friend Zach doing that. He just put a piece of aluminum foil over his face and like did superhero poses. Cute. That was a day. Wonderful. Uh, so college I was days. in a couple bands back in college. So yeah, um, I think college is a good time for for you to really uh, find yourself. This is this is quite philosophical on my behalf. So yep. uh, I think college is the time that one should find themselves. Mm. I didn't find myself in college. Still haven't found him. Uh, he'll, I'll find him someday. I don't know. Uh, but I was in a couple of bands. Oh, don't turn around. He's right behind you. <laughs> no, he said don't. Uh-huh. He did it anyway. Um, uh, you're always going to turn. If somebody tells you don't turn around, you're going to turn. Like, you're not wrong. Don't look now, but the guy behind you has a giant nose. <laughs> <laughs> Check out that schnoz. Uh, like as if he's going to go somewhere in the next two minutes. Uh, yeah. So I was in a couple of bands back in college. Uh, back uh, the the guys that I hung around with in college tended to be way more into like garage rock and psychedelic stuff. And so I kind of my musical tastes really. I've talked about this before, but my, my tastes really started to shift from classic rock to like more modern uh, indie stuff in college. But the easiest route, looking back now, the easiest route to take was to kind of shift towards modern stuff that sounded like it came out of the 60s and 70s. So I kind of shifted to more like uh, psychedelic, like progressive indie rock. So bands like Tame Impala and and Ty Siegel and and the OCs and stuff like that. And I got really, really into those bands. So, So did all my buddies in college. So pretty much every band that I played in was directly inspired by the DIY garage rock scene and so I fell in love with garage rock. Um, like I said before, the White Stripes was one of the first bands that like turned me on to what modern music could be mm-hmm. and how interesting and cool it could be. So I always wanted to be in a band like that. So uh, I I actually searched on Craigslist one day early, like my junior year in college. I was desperate to find just somebody to like jam with, and I found a guy who played guitar, and I wanted to play drums in a band, and I said that I was like looking for a two-piece band and like I wanted to be the Meg White of the band. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, so so we basically met and practiced at my apartment in my little like garage thing outside of the apartment. So we were like a true authentic garage band until the janitor of the complex came and banged on a garage door oh, one no. day and told us, "You can't do that here." Oh man. So that there was sucks. no more of that. Uh so it was always a struggle finding finding and places then to there practice, were none. But, and then there were none. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, I, I met a guy, his name is RJ, and he was a really, really, he became a really, really great friend. Uh, we went to the same school, obviously, and uh, yeah, even though we met on Craigslist, we just started writing songs together, and then uh, we met a couple other guys who were very, very, like, very much hipster indie head dudes, and we all formed a band. Uh, we formed, like, a little indie rock band, and we called ourselves Olympic. And that was a very, very fun band. And, I mean, if I'm not gloating my, my, my boat too much. Gloating boat, my boat. I don't want to gloat my boat there too much. There you go. <laughs> uh, but Olympic uh, wrote a lot of really, really fun and interesting songs that are that are very, I think they're very, very good. And we started playing out. We started playing at shows and, like, hooking up with other bands and, and like, tagging along. And, and, you know, we made a pretty decent amount of, like, cash just playing out. And, mm-hmm. and that was a very, very fun time. I played drums for that band. And... Uh, 
We were in that band for about six months until it turned into bad. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, without going into too much detail, because it's really not my place, practices started becoming like three-hour-long sessions of people yelling at each other. Oh, and, no. uh, yeah. We started to have a lot so of So it wasn't that it necessarily turned out bad musically right. as much as just interpersonally. Uh, people drama. had, yeah, I, I'd say pretty strongly all four of us had kind of different directions of where we wanted the band to go. That's rough. And what we wanted to do. We had, like, I'd say 10 or 11 really solid songs. And then we, like, uh, you know, the lead singer slash main songwriter really wanted to take it a different direction. I was in the camp of, no, let's keep going with what we got. And it just didn't, so long story short, it didn't work out. Uh, and the band ended up splitting up. And that's really, really, really sad. And I was really bummed because I thought that that band had a lot of potential. But the guy that I met on Craigslist, RJ, and I ended up going on and we formed a two-piece band. We called ourselves the Wellzines. And the nice. next song that I'm going to play is from the Wellzines. Uh, we ended up playing for a couple of years together uh, in college. And that was one of the most fun experiences of my life. We played all up and down Orlando, outside of Orlando. Uh, we put out a record together, put out an EP together, and we just had a whole lot of fun with this band. We never took anything too seriously, mm-hmm. which is the best formula oh, for a band. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you can you can spend all day writing music and, yep. and like in deep in thought and like, oh, well, what do I want the second verse to sound like? Or you can just play stuff together, and if you have good enough chemistry... You could play something and then be like, okay, this is a song. And, you know, with a two-piece band, it's so easy to do that. Just play, like, (laughs) a cool guitar riff and then throw some, like, yelling vocals on top of it. Mm -hmm. And be like, "Eh, yeah, that's a song. And that's that's what we did. So we wrote a lot of really, really fun, just, like, we did not care at all type songs. (laughs) And, and, uh, you know, of course we cared about them. But it, it just made for, like, such a great experience because we could go out and play and just just like shred on like you know he had several fuzz pedals that like he could just hold like a b power chord on for like yeah. five minutes and i would just like play my buns off behind the kit. uh but the song that you're gonna hear i didn't pick it for any particular reason but it was very very fun to play live because we usually waited until later in the set to play this and it was one of the like yeah. two slow songs that we wrote so it was a super fun relief for me to not have to like go super heavy for True. a while <laughs> uh this is a very heavy song but uh this song is inspired by girls who smoke cigarettes it's called cigarette girls fit into the like white stripes black keys era of just like guitar and drummers yep <laughs> yep yep as though there was to it uh the band the band lived on after i left um you know for this reason it that. was just rj by himself yep it was <laughs> yeah. just him by himself. no uh uh he found a really really great drummer to fit in a much better much more talented drummer than i uh and i believe now the band has a bass player so whoa crazy going a little little bit nuts but yeah that was one of the examples again it's something that i'm just really proud of being able to be a part of and if not for the music just for the experiences that i got to have within that band um you know i don't remember ever playing a show where people 
well, I remember playing one show where people didn't like us, but I never like aside from that. If we <laughs> played like, it specifically, they did not like you. <laughs> we got we got asked one time to play a show at like a kind of like a club, more like a Ooh. like a like, like a dance like club, a, kind like of a place? preppy lounge oh, type of yeah. place. Not necessarily no. a dance club, but a place where all like the preps went yeah. and stuff. Uh, and they had a stage, but I don't. I guess bands didn't really typically play on it. And when we got there, like we brought our crowd, yeah. and they had their crowd there. Well, we got there and they're like blasting EDM music over the speakers and people are like kind of up yeah. and like drinking their drinks. And we set up and we start to play. We get like 30 seconds into one song and the bartender comes over. He's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Oh my goodness. And so like we stopped the song. He's like, wow. can't do that in here. Whoa. Like, oh. Well, we were oh. hired for this. Yeah. And he was like, like, this is what sure we were told to do. To play this. But so what I think happened is like no one listened to us. They just saw that we were a band. Uh, yeah. And we're like, oh, yeah, a band. Come play. Which yeah. is the most, oh, my goodness. That's the most vague thing. Like there are so many different varieties of bands yep. like, yeah. to just assume, oh, we need a band. This one will work. Well, I think I think one of the things is a, a, a misconception uh-huh. from a lot of people is that if you have two people in your band, you're not going to be loud. Oh, oh gosh, no! I think that's a pretty common thing. Yeah, I mean, all, Mempo or Oliver, as it was before, was just me and Cole for yeah. a while, and we'd play shows. We we only play like two shows as the two of us because the genre it didn't quite work without a bassist. Like it just some genres it works well, like that kind of thing, the White Stripes, those kinds of things. Yeah. Like it works. Um, but for what we were doing, it just didn't quite hold up. But uh, nevertheless, I played drums, and uh, I never quite play very quietly. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I I have the ability to, but I choose venues where it doesn't have to happen most of the time. I don't know if there's many two-piece bands out there that have a drummer where the drummer plays quiet. Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. Because at that point, the drummer is one of the main, like, isn't just part of the rhythm section. It's right. like one of the focusing You're instruments. Half of the band. It's got to be <laughs> yeah. interesting, you know, at least to some degree. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that's really funny. Yeah, but I anyways. Think your point earlier, too, about, like, uh, hold, not holding stuff loosely or something along those lines, but just having fun with things mm-hmm. like, and applies to so many th- more things than just music. I mean, honestly with the podcast, I feel like this is something that I've really enjoyed about it is all of us have some ideas of what could be cool, but it's kind of like if somebody has a more concrete idea, then you'll say that. And then we'll mm-hmm. do that yeah. probably. Cause it's just, you know, a, I feel like we all have a general direction of doing things together anyway, but B it's just, it's more fun to just do it than it is to, which I think should be the case for music. You know, it's, it's more fun to do it than to have some specific vision of exactly what it needs to be. And then re-recording things for years and years and years, uh, because they don't fit into this box that you initially. Exactly. Yep. Um, There's a, yeah, so I think uh, all that stuff is really important to just like, you know, get what you can get, kind of move on, and you can come back to it later if you find more resources to be able to improve that or do it better or whatever. But it's, you know, I mean, hobbies and fun things are fun things for a reason. Yeah. And once you start kind of killing it, it's just not fun anymore. Yep. Yeah. Um, exactly. yep. So that kind of leads interestingly into what Ooh. I'm going to talk about now. Uh, this is also my my good example. I'm just going to mm-hmm. kind of go in this little staggered sort of thing. <laughs> um, but that leads into sort of how Lowbagger came to be as yeah. a thing. Um, 
So I'll, I'll say I came to college at MTSU uh, around like 2012-ish, and I wasn't really playing with anybody at the time. Like I'd played with an instrumental band in like early college when I was still in Cookville, but then obviously when I moved to Murfreesboro, I wasn't really playing with them anymore because they were still in Cookville. And I wasn't really playing with anybody other than like church stuff for quite a while. And then I met Seamus... He was mm-hmm. my first. He was literally my first friend in Murfreesboro. I didn't Aww, know anybody else, cuties. and he, other than my like roommate that I was living with that I knew from Cookville, Seamus was my first friend, and I just immediately connected with him on like um, like video game stuff, and he had some like similar music interests and things like that, and so we we connected fairly quickly. And then, but it wasn't for like we we discovered that we both played music, and so every now and then, like he had a house where I was I was living in an apartment, so he had like a drum set and you know some like guitar stuff around set up in a room. So every now and then I'd go over and, and just hang out with him, and we'd just jam for a little while, yeah. just like you know I'd play drums for a minute, and then he would play guitar, and then we'd swap, and he would play drums for a little bit, and I'd play guitar, and we would just kind of do whatever. Um, and it wasn't until like a year or two after that that it was even like, hey, do you mind like learning the song and we'll kind of like practice at it and right. sort of see what happens. You know, just kind of play it together and whatever. And then I started playing with uh, the the girl who managed the coffee shop that I had just started working at. Her mm-hmm. boyfriend, Preston. Yeah, I uh, was playing drums and he had been good talking to good old Preston had been talking to this guy named Alex Schultz about uh-huh. playing in a band and they kind of wanted a third person, another person to play guitar. I Wait, don't know if you know, know Alex. Alex. Do you know Alex I Schultz? I think so. He played uh, really tall, kind of a mohawk. No, nope, definitely not. I was um, going to say kind of short. Do you know, know Alex Zimmerman? Uh, yeah, I think that's who I'm okay, thinking of. That, that might be. Maybe. He's a little bit shorter, like dark hair, usually has a little bit of a beard. Anyway, yep. that doesn't matter at all. No, uh, yeah. For that's the just, that was purposes funny. of this podcast. Uh, but So they were talking about having this band together, Alex Schultz and, and Preston, and they had talked to me about potentially playing for it. Because Kim, yeah. there was another band that she was kind of managing at the time, mm-hmm. and they had talked to me about potentially playing bass, but then their bass player ended up staying with them for a while longer. Gotcha. So I didn't end up playing about it. But she had heard that I play, and she had heard some of my stuff and knew that I was decent. And so that she, band was Earth, Wind, and Fire. <laughs> yeah, that would be you crazy. History are looking yes. was born that day. <laughs> Chad And then the I played King for Van Halen for a while, and it was crazy. Uh, but so she recommended me to this podcast to be way more Alex famous Schultz. than it is. It would be crazy. Um, <laughs> Chad's the lead guitarist in Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. I'm better than Van. Not at all. I'm not. Anyway, uh, so I started playing with them well, every now and then, and just kind of like we were still writing some stuff, and not not really ever playing shows or anything, just writing stuff and mm-hmm. and having fun with it. And uh, then Alex got a gig like mixing monitors for somebody and gotcha. went out on the road. And so he was just, he was going to be gone for like two months and me and Preston were just like, well, we don't want to stop playing. We want to keep playing music. So we knew Seamus played bass and we were like, Hey, why don't you like come and practice music with us? And we were, we would just practice at the coffee shop that we worked at because we, you know, it yeah. had keys and nobody was going to be there after like seven o'clock. So it was like, we yeah, super hip. it was, it was amazing. It was so good because they had a PA too. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, wow. that's just what love, we played right? music over. Yeah. It was, yeah. I just love, I've played music there before and it's just a fun place to yeah, play it's music. It's nice. It's not like the most acoustically amazing nope. scenario because it's a lot of hard walls, but I mean like they have a PA, uh-huh. so we didn't have to worry about that. We yeah. just had to bring a mic and, uh, and it was super great. So we brought Seamus in and we just started playing a little bit more frequently and, uh, eventually, 
actually, I met Kyle and was like, hey, you should come practice with this like band that I'm kind of starting. Yeah. And so he was another guitar player for us. And then after a while, it was like, you know, Seamus, I love you, but you're not doing super great at bass and singing. <laughs> And like I, we we had this, we were we yeah. were so bummed out about having to talk to him about this oh, and like man. trying to figure out how it. Because I I love Seamus and he was a great songwriter. Yeah. But I would hear him play stuff on acoustic that it was like you do this and sing so well and you don't do bass and sing it as yeah. well. And so I want you to do this. And so my roommate at the time, Murphy, started playing bass for us and Seamus switched to playing guitar all the time. Yep. And that was Low Beggar. Low Beggar was just kind of like born all of the sudden. Uh And we just started writing a bunch of songs. And none of us ever wanted it to be anything. Like we weren't looking to make a career out of this. We weren't looking to like, we're going to make it as a band. Mm -hmm. It was just, we really enjoy each other. We honestly had more fun hanging out than anything. We love each other's company. We don't have egos about this whole thing. We just want to make cool songs and we're fine to like sit and say like that part doesn't work do something different or i think this would work better for you so like why don't you try this and like just really democratically going through songs and figuring out what works and even like we have such strong memories of of playing shows with people because we played quite a few shows in just that like year and a half that we were playing together Mm -hmm. two years and And it seems like way longer than that too it felt like it was a lot longer than that but it really wasn't that long of an amount of time but we had a few shows that we played with people where it was like man they way outplayed us. They sounded way better than we did. Like, why Why did they sound so much better? And we say, well, they had dynamics or they had this thing right. that they did really mm. well. So, like, we need to try and re- rework some of our stuff, not just for the sake of, like, we think it should be different, but, like, this is what makes songs that we like yeah. better. And so let's try and make our songs better because of these things. Yeah, that's and, really valid. And it was it was super enriching. I have... I had way more input on that band than I think I've ever had on it, another like band group setting like that because really the way that that kind of worked was like Seamus would write a song on with like a basic chord structure and lyrics or something or even like just a loose idea of what he wanted to do and then he would bring that and I would kind of say like this is the feeling that I get from this song this is kind of the direction I want this to go in I would write maybe a guitar part or or even like there was at least one occasion one or two occasions that I just wrote a song like the instrumentation of a song for all three of us all three of us guitar players and maybe a bass part and then Seamus would write lyrics on top of it and Preston would write a drum part or something like that like I, I I felt way more attached to what we were doing than I have for pretty much any other band project that I've ever been a part of. And it was, it's some of my favorite music that I've ever been a part of writing. Um, I think it was the most interesting music that I've ever been a part of writing. And I think so much of that is just having the other people there and having the experiences mm-hmm. of just like playing with other people yeah. and, and loving that group of people that, that I really do miss. And I, and I usually get very emotional when I talk about <laughs> low beggar because I love that, like that time yeah. of just like playing with them and hanging out with them and playing music that I, I genuinely do like, like I still hear some of these songs and, and it, I just think it's really cool. Yeah. Like I, I don't, necessarily feel like i have to think about like ah, i wish this had been like this or this part had been like, i just think it's super cool music yeah. i just really really love it and so this clip that i pulled is from our our song teeth that we usually ended our shows with and it, it just i if you want to listen to either of the songs that we have like just available if you go to lowbeggar.bandcamp.com it's l-o-b-e-g-g-a-r 
bandcamp.com mm-hmm. both of these songs are on there and I, I would i would encourage that because this song builds a lot it's very very simple but it builds a lot and that's most of what uh makes this song what it is that's love. so many places and that's that's such a like short snippet of like going into the kind of climax of the song i i think Ugh. i've told this on the podcast before but on the off chance that i haven't i still remember when cole and i were going to be playing a show with uh at bonhoeffer's and yeah. low beggar was going to be playing there and again i might have told this story out here before but just we i saw a video or something of you guys playing because before there were any recordings and i was like man these guys are good and like it's always more actually no it's more fun to be at a venue and playing with other bands that are also really good and really nice guys yeah but that's not always the case and if they're really good and they're jerks about it then that's way worse than if you're just better than everybody else (laughs) (laughs) and it's not even that cole and i were that great it was just like i felt like we at least you know had something going and whatever uh so i was i was pretty nervous about the fact that like there's this other band that's actually good and then i think i saw that that Kyle was in the band. So I was like, okay, like I love Kyle. Like he's awesome. So I'm okay with it. Like that's, that's going to be fine. And then I got there and you were there and I was like, yeah. what's Chad doing yeah. here? And, uh, I don't think I knew anybody else in the band at the time, but I felt so much better about it. And then I just loved watching you guys play. Cause it was, you know, I mean, you guys were great. So that was, uh, it was just a lot of fun. Cause you know, the local music scene just, has some great stuff has some some really bad and has stuff some awful too. stuff yeah. too so yeah i like that recording and things yeah no i i, I actually really like that that recording of teeth and our recording of metal boy that i've actually shared on this podcast yep. before mm-hmm. because it also did something that i really like in music and <laughs> um, we're we're really done pretty well we actually recorded with alex crane here in murfreesboro yeah if you want to do any recordings he's not doing so much recording stuff anymore he, yeah I know. but that's a side note um, yeah, but he's very good at it. He is. He's a really super great dude. Um, really nice, and we really enjoyed our time with him. Agreed. So, this is all a preamble for the Low Beggar reunion tour yeah. 2019. Right? <laughs> Man, I wish we we joke about it because I have a group text with like mm-hmm. pretty much that group of people yeah. that we we still keep in contact. Like Seamus moved back to Columbia, South Carolina, and uh, Preston moved to Seattle, yeah. Washington with with Kim, his girlfriend that yeah. managed the coffee shop that I worked at. And uh, Murphy's just gone all the time mm-hmm. on tour. And so, and Kyle lives in Nashville now. So yeah. I, I barely see any of these guys anymore, which always bums me out to think about. But mm-hmm. but we have a group text that so we kind of stay in contact with pretty well. And uh, we, we make that joke a lot. Yeah. Of, like, so when are we getting back together? <laughs> when are we doing this reunion tour that like nobody would know about? Yeah, right. <laughs> because it's not like we had any actual success or anything like that. We just really had a good time. It would be fun for you guys, though. I mean, that's oh, no, 100%. Absolutely. Which yeah. is what it was the whole time, too. It's not like, yeah. Um, which actually segues fairly nicely into what I'll be my last one. Um, no, I mean, sort of the, all of the experiences that I had with actual bands, I really enjoyed and mostly for the non recording side of it. So that's, um, 
you know, the recording side was fun, but that's that wasn't most of what the band was. Most of the band was playing with the with the people and playing. I mean, shows, practices, hanging out, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so, all of those projects. Again, I didn't bring any of them as the examples of music recorded, because although each of them have recorded music, that's not really like. Uh, I don't know. That's just not the focus of it for for me with those. And I honestly like I don't have as complex thoughts about some of the things because I'm just like it was great. Like the other people did a good job on it. The recording's not the best. It's you know it's all right. Like the Ocean Architecture album, um, the recording is fine, and uh, some parts are really cool and some parts are really rough. But overall, like the songs themselves are are fun and everybody per, you know performed their parts well. And same goes for Island Ran and and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> but like I said, a lot of the music that I've done, like my solo album that I brought up at the beginning was mostly a soul effort or would have been mostly soul effort if it weren't for my friend Wyatt, who is my roommate at the time as well. And he just helped me with a lot of it and kind of pushed me more than I would have myself. But most of the time in my life, music has been uh, something that I wrote and recorded by myself. And even though, so James and I were in Beautiful Dying Day together and all these side projects and stuff, uh, most of the time it was, he was kind of more, I mean, he's a fantastic guitarist, um, but did more of the managery kind of stuff at the time. And I would do a lot of writing and recording of the music and he'd bring some stuff to it, but I'd do the majority of that. And then if we ever played shows, which was almost never, to be honest, because it was just the two of us and that we were just two guitarists. I mean, I played drums and there were some shows where it was just <laughs> him on electric guitar, me on drums and vocals playing metal, yeah. <laughs> which is <laughs> random, like not enough stuff going on. But we did it anyway. We just figured out like how to consolidate two guitar parts to one guitar. And he, he did a great job at it, but it was uh, it was rough. And it was on electric drum kit because I didn't have a, uh, an acoustic Oof. drum kit. It, <laughs> so all Oof. in all, like as a band Oof. experience, it wasn't the best band experience, but as recording and learning and that kind of stuff and just fun times with james and you know kind of growth through that uh it was a lot of those things <laughs> so uh, this is my bad one and i uh, i am gonna cheat a little bit by by showing you mentioned um like reunion type stuff or whatever and like ocean architectures also talked about that some we live in some different places but just writing some new stuff and recording some new stuff and that'd be fun uh but also i've like been slowly slowly working on new slash re-recording older beautiful dying day stuff because uh, I've, I've had an idea for a concept album for it for about a, a little over a year and i've done some stuff on it but not a ton and but in the meantime was like i don't want people to find this enjoy it and then look back and find the old <laughs> really bad stuff. So we've got a full album called Sunrise Sunset that came out in like 2009. And then an EP called, uh, and yes, there will be screaming right around the same time, um, which I thought was a really clever title at the time. It doesn't matter. Uh, the EP, honestly, like the recording is still not good, but like the song, it, it stands up fine in my opinion. So I'm fine with people hearing that and it's whatever it is. But the su stuff on Sunrise Sunset, which is what I'm bringing today, the songs are hit or miss. Like the music of the songs, I think is mostly good across the board, like kind of diamonds in the rough, which is the whole reason I'm re-recording the whole thing. And I've been working on it for here and there uh, about a year, maybe. Um, but the lyrics are not the, not that great. And I, again, I can't bring myself to change them because that's just not really who I am. And uh, so you mentioned re-recording the little something called stuff and blah, uh, 
one of the many, many reasons why I'm not doing that is because I'm re-recording this stuff instead. It's taking up a lot of time. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to play a song off that album, and uh, I'm also going to play a, a re-recording, not of the same song, uh, just a song that I've more completed than the version of this. But this is the worst part of the album to me. It's the beginning of the song. Also, the album titles on this are all the like really long, kind of silly ones, yeah. but I didn't do it quite right, where they're not like <laughs> uh, punny or silly or whatever. Uh-huh. They're just dumb <laughs> for the most part. So this this song's called this song's called If You Can Take the World by Storm, Why Can't You Take It by Sunset? Which is like, all right, that's kind of a something. Um, yeah. but, it's uh, not the, nothing. The intros, I, I'll, okay, a little bit more background too. Uh, some of these songs like this one I think at this point was four years old uh, so I'd written it uh, a bunch of songs and re-recorded and re-recorded and re-recorded just kind of over the years and for some reason at the last minute when I finished recording this album I decided the vocals weren't quite on tune on pitch so I was going to um, you know tune the vocals Mm. which I hadn't done ever prior to that point and use the one on GarageBand at just 72%, which was too much. <laughs> because honestly, uh-huh. like I should have just re-recorded the lyrics a lot of times. I just have taught myself to be a perfectionist more so than I used to be because I made a lot of mistakes. So yeah, this is it's bad. Um, and there's vocals in the background doing some... A friend of mine... I think uh, rated it on iTunes on iTunes, or maybe it wasn't even a friend of mine. Just somebody rated it on iTunes and was like, "Yeah, it's like Screamo meets T Pain." And I was oh, like, oh, "No, no. <laughs> the worst comment no, anybody could wanted. ever leave." Uh, and that was oh. in the height of T Pain, so they were happy about it. I was not at all. Um, so yeah, here goes the intro and first verse of "If You Can Take the World by Storm, Why Can't You Take It by Sunset" from the album Sunrise Sunset by Beautiful Dying Day. There you go. There's that. There's oh, a good, boy. Amount of, good amount of mid-range in there. Just a lot of woof. Yeah. A lot, it's, a lot of woof there. <laughs> I had no idea how to mix. Um, oh, no. 100%. And that's okay. a thing. So, yeah, that's that's really bad. But not I, that I was saying 100%. You didn't know how to mix. Right. So, like, 100%, I would not have either. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah. part of what I hope this shows for some people, too, if you happen to be somebody who's writing and working on music, and you feel like, wow, I just, like, it doesn't sound great or whatever, this was five years into me writing and recording music. And granted, it's still way better than a lot of the stuff before it, but it's still awful. <laughs> and so that was, uh, yeah, I was eleventh uh, grade, maybe tenth, maybe the end of tenth grade at that point, and uh, it was just, it was not very good. But you know, it was a great place to start, and as far as just learning from my mistakes, or whatever. So I am gonna play just because uh, this is a, a world premiere of some sort. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I ever finish re-recording this album and putting it out, this song is. The title is, I think, the worst of any on the album. I thought it was really funny at the time. Uh, It's called, Question, Why'd the Chicken Cross the Road? Answer, No. (laughs) 
there you go i'm probably going to change the title on a re-release to something but i don't know what don't do that (laughs) oh man it's just painful so but in any case this is the end of that song and uh yeah so here it is this is vaguely what it will sound like this is still kind of in demo shape but this is what it'll maybe sound like in the future sounds a lot more like modern metal <laughs> yeah that's the goal <laughs> uh, i still can't bring myself to change any of the lyrics so there's some really just bad lyrics in that album but whatever well it's the good thing is is that for the most part metal is pretty forgiving with bad lyrics yeah. Yeah. So, yeah i mean as much as the dillinger escape plan is a great band they have some really terrible <laughs> lyrics about like the components that make up guacamole <laughs> <laughs> but even then it's like quirky lyrics or something and mine are just like just bad but i don't know whatever i'm just gonna pretend that i really believe in them because yeah. i think that's what's gonna be important uh so yeah that's me i'm done talking about all of my music <laughs> <laughs> but i still like talking about the concepts of all this stuff so there you go yeah man uh mm-hmm. Is it my turn? It, it surely is. is. We, as turn. we stare at you. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, my last one is not... Um, it's a thing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a thing that I've done kind of recently. I wanted to bring up uh, The Sweetness as a band. Uh, it's the band that I'm kind of doing stuff with here in Nashville, Tennessee. Here uh, yeah, is part of the reason that... You know, it drew me up to country music city. Oh, country music city. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a country band. This is a band that I, I was, I'm, I'm kind of in with a good friend of mine that I've known since 10th grade in high school. That's a long time. And yeah, uh, this is the same buddy who I used to stuff microphones into couches with. And nice. Uh, I really wanted to bring forward some of that oh, stuff. Um, unfortunately, really it's, it's all been lost to the ether ah. net cables that the man that's I have a couple such options, a painful but it's just so hard to listen to it and just honestly think. i i logged into my myspace account my old myspace account i had wow. to change my password and stuff but i got in yeah. and that music is on there there's like six or seven really really old songs that i mean this mm-hmm. this band quote unquote band did and uh, you can't play them on MySpace for whatever reason. You can try to download them. I and, was able to and... log into mine after you told me about mm-hmm. that. And there was a video on there that I actually was going to show you guys last week. And I, it wouldn't play either. Uh, really? I have no I, idea. Yeah, and it, it told me something like, oh, you're, the format of the file was upgraded in 2014 when we upgraded the MySpace format. I don't know. So the, <laughs> the list of songs is on there, but you can't access it so that's lame uh i don't know if you find a way yeah go on myspace and, <laughs> and i don't know i don't even know what you would type in to find the music but I'll, I'll, I'll work on it i'm sure there's lost youtube videos out there i also was going to bring forward some some old stuff that i did in church primarily because church is where probably unlike 
not unlike the you two guys it's mm-hmm. where i really learned to become a musician uh learn to play with people and like actually be in bands and yeah we played like worship music and already recorded stuff but and every once in a while we would throw in like an original song and it was always terrible but uh, <laughs> i was gonna bring forward some of that stuff but again you know and i would have had some some critiques on it obviously mostly just to point out myself like i mean there were songs where you know you can hear me playing drums or bass or guitar or whatever like we we altered out stuff but uh i didn't want to i didn't want to throw people under the bus yeah i mean yeah the first of all and this is back in like 2010 2011 with like cell phone recordings or just bad bad audio quality and it's hard for me to talk about that and not seem like i'm just crapping all over everybody else that was in the band because some of those people probably look back like the singers and you know they they look back on that and think oh wow that's amazing like i was singing like that when i was 16 years old or whatever Mm -hmm. And the the other people are very good. I mean, like uh, the church bands that I played in, they're very very good. And I, looking back now, I don't think I was very good mm. in them. I think that I was very mediocre, and I'm surprised that I dedicated so much of my life <laughs> to go. Like I don't know if it was like this for you guys, but I spent four days of the week in church, like practicing for a band. Like mm. I played with the main worship band, and then I played with the youth band. So we did youth band practice, then youth group. Then we did main band practice, then Sunday was main church. So a good portion of my high school young adult life was just spent playing in church bands. And I, I love that experience. It's I obviously learned a lot from it, especially playing with like adults at the time who were in the real band because they had a thing or two to teach you. (laughs) Like, hey, you're trying to do way too much out of your league. And and they're straight up, like actual musicians who know what they're talking about. Like, that's why I kind of... I don't know what kind of musician I would be now if I didn't have those guys and girls telling me, hey... Calm down, all right. Yeah. Like you don't have to be Eddie Van Halen here. Like you can, <laughs> especially just play you the being part. a kid. They were more liable to. Like I feel like I I would like people to tell me that kind of stuff more now if they if it comes up. And again, only exactly. like the nice ones who say it nicely. Well, not yeah, like you don't want somebody just being like, "Hey, stop being terrible yeah, and try being ex- good." <laughs> exactly. But that's something like I wonder that sometimes at church, like I. I'm more busy than some other drummers, but I I think t- in a to a reasonable degree. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I would want someone to tell me if that was not the case. But I feel like because mm-hmm. I'm an adult that they have friendships with and stuff, they are less liable to actually tell me <laughs> unless it's really over the top. You know, if it's just barely crossing the line. Until like you're to... the oceans drummer. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yep. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Sure. I guess maybe like. As an adult, it's easier to tell somebody who's younger yeah, for sure. what they're doing right and what they could work on. And, I mean, adults have a better way of saying that anyways, you know. Uh, but anyways, so, yeah. I, yeah, church was a great experience for me, getting to play all that music and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, my, my friend Jordan, I played with him at a church for a while. And a couple of weeks ago, I brought forward a song. Actually, it was, it was like couple months ago i guess now yeah. <laughs> episode six i think when we yeah. talked about like bad stuff yeah uh, <laughs> yeah i, I brought forward a, an example of a church song a couple church songs that we played we played a few switchfoot tunes and yep. some nickelback uh but the lead guitarist from that experience is a guy that i'm still very very good friends with and uh yeah he's he's a songwriter now uh he writes a lot of very very good music he's an absolutely tremendous uh, crazy talented guitarist. I mean, I don't know if I've ever heard anybody play guitar like he does. He, I mean, he just 
whales. He's fantastic, but uh, and I'm lucky enough to be in a band with him. But we've been uh, working on some tunes that may or may not come nice. out soon. I don't know, but this is one of those songs. It's a this song is called Cell, and uh, you're gonna hear a little snippet of that. Sometimes I get this feeling That's just a, a little fun. snippet of the first it verse of that song. It has a very like 60s, 70s feel too, man. Yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of the intent uh, for, for this record, I think. Um, if, you, if you haven't, well, I, I don't know if you have or not, but uh, The Sweetness <laughs> is a band. They put out an EP in 2017. Uh, it's it's composed of seven songs, I believe, and they're very good. They're kind of like pop rocky. Um, we sat down and kind of decided that we wanted a full length record to sound a lot different. <laughs> and so that's the aim that we went for. So this, this record is very inspired by sixties and seventies type stuff, uh, like prog rock and kind of, I guess, classic Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin type stuff. Uh, I played drums and bass on this and, you know, I'm trying to help with songwriting as we go along, but yeah, yeah this is uh, just an example of some of the more recent stuff that I've been getting into really. Um, I'm trying to produce this record and mix it myself. Yeah. So what you heard is all, all my mastery <laughs> of mixing right there. Nice. Um, that sounded good. But yeah, and I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get better. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But, uh, I don't know. Not much to say about that. So, yeah. What yeah. Think? What do you think, Chad? Uh, my third one is my one that's just kind of like, yeah, that's just kind of is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. there, I, I got my, I got a MacBook, my last, like, senior year of high school. My last senior year of high school is if I had Your multiples final of senior, them. Yeah. No, just my senior year of high school, I got a MacBook. It was like a late 2008 MacBook Pros, right after they started. In the, anyway, I don't need to yeah. talk about computers. I could talk about anyway. <laughs> um, and what is computers? What? How do computers? One of your many thousand podcasts you could be on. Pod- yeah. Um, <laughs> I also got Logic Studio at the time. Nice. And it was like, oh wow, I can like record stuff. And I had a little like two channel interface, and I had all this stuff. And I had never really done any amount of recording by myself. It was like, okay, now you have all of this capability to do like MIDI and do drum parts and do yeah. violin parts and piano parts and all this like crazy stuff that you've never had the opportunity to do before. And I had no idea what to do with any of it. <laughs> and it was all mixed terribly. But uh, I started working in a church like a year and a half later than that, actually. So I, I had been kind of working with it for a year or so. And they were doing like videos and all of this extra content kind mm-hmm. of stuff that they were putting out during the week. And they wanted music to be put under that and they didn't want to pay for it. And so I was like, well, I already work here. You're already paying me. So I'll just write a lot of this stuff and like record these little intros and background musics for you. And you can just like put ground in your videos. Yeah. And so I just kind of like wrote all these little background tracks like usually kind of you know two to three minute instrumental tracks that were usually really repetitive but i honestly had a lot of fun writing and recording these things they were super low impact they never took me more than like a few hours to just Mm -hmm. kind of like quickly do this stuff it was usually most like maybe a guitar part or two maybe and a lot of just like i have a midi keyboard and i'm using sounds that are native to logic and i'm just writing super tropey 
Like the the only electronic music that I had really listened to that much at this time was the Postal Service. Yeah, and so right. that was like my entire exposure to mm-hmm. electronic music and everything that I'm writing is just like the cheesiest electronic kind of stuff. But I I went back and listened to most of the ones that I still have recordings of and I I still kind of like yeah. them. Like they're they're fun to listen to. They're mixed horribly because I just had no idea what I was doing. Right. This is before I had taken any kind of like recording classes or knew anything about how like EQ and mastering works at all or compression or any of that kind of stuff. So I had absolutely no idea what i was doing but they're they're fun and i like the parts and so this is a a part of a song i think that was called like i don't know flukes or lakes that start with e or something (laughs) like that they were all very silly sounding So yeah. this, I, I have somewhat of an equivalent project to this that I forgot to mention in my list called Parkerlish, <laughs> <laughs> which is not a lie, and I hope it was. I wish it was. Next it week's was, episode, <laughs> Parkerlicious. It was twenty four seven Parkerlicious. I didn't know. I didn't know what to call it. I was I was in eighth grade, and it was. Uh, but it was just like. I started out doing recording stuff by just grabbing loops on GarageBand and just oh, making yeah. stuff on there. Yeah, so man. that's all it was. It was just like disco techno <laughs> stuff as far as I was yeah. concerned. And so I was just like pulling loops and pulling loops and just doing things. And honestly, like it had some decent flow to it. But my favorite, one of the songs, uh, we had a Valentine's dance in eighth grade. And I was like, hey, Will, who is my sister's friend, who was the DJ at at that who actually dj'd some and stuff too but he was going to be the dj for that event i was like will can we play can you play uh this uh, this song of mine and people will dance to it and stuff and he's like uh, i mean sure yeah whatever uh, and so i gave it to him and everybody's gonna dance to it the song is 190 beats per minute <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> It's so fast. Honestly, so it's like <laughs> so much fist pumping. <laughs> try in your head. Just imagine any kind of dancing to that. <laughs> Chad, just a lot pumping. of fist pumping. Uh, Honestly, yeah. there is no. So everybody, like they were all dancing to Maroon Five and you know the popular music of the days, and and then. And that happened, and everybody just stopped and was looking around like, what do we do? Really? <laughs> what is this song? And I was planning on telling people that I wrote this song, and I was, did not tell people that I worked on that song. Yeah. Oh, because it was it was pretty bad. I just imagine you playing that song, sitting behind a DJ booth with like a hoodie on, looking <laughs> straight down, and your fist just like up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I mean, exactly. That, it was that drum beat and that, at yep. that tempo. Yep. Yeah. So so bad. Lots of bombs in it. Blah, yeah. blah, but no, blah, that was blah. fun. I uh, I enjoyed that thing that you just showed us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. That kind of music is super. I wrote the the hold music that we work uh, that we use at our work, um, mm. which is fun. And it, it was our me and uh, Nate Brown, um, my my old boss. 
worked on it with me and um it was just fun because it's like, yeah, I have an exact like scenario that this is. I know what I'm trying to do. Yep. It's kind of like I, I imagine writing movie scores to some degree mm-hmm. where it's like, mm-hmm. I know what emotion I'm trying to convey. So yep. what's the first thing that comes to mind when thinking of that emotion? And then as soon as I got something, everything just built on that. Yep. And it was great. Mm-hmm. So like, I again, with prompts, I like Dude, songs. songwriting is so much easier with prompts. Right. Yeah. It's prompts are great. It, yeah. and I have tried to like manufacture search like finding prompts or whatever. It just doesn't work the same. Like mm-hmm. I it needs to be something where, hey, do a thing with this thing. Yeah. Somebody just tell me to do that and I'll do it. Or even like I, when I was still working there, they had like so they were about to start broadcasting services on TV mm-hmm. and they had this little like intro that was gonna play like right before it. And it was literally like I think 30 25 to 30 seconds or something of this little animation with some different cuts and he was like I need some background music to happen during this and then when it gets to the end like it'll sort of fly towards the screen and I need you to have this like whoosh sound (laughs) and then you know like hard cut afterwards and I was like okay cool and so I have this like 30 second little thing that it's like yeah that's kind of a neat little thing but it only really works in context of that video so I had some projects that were like that. And mm-hmm. honestly, the um, I, I really enjoy doing just the little five-second uh, musical interlude things yeah, that yeah. we use in the podcast. Yeah. Well, and that's what I always thought of when you started talking about doing those. It's like, man, I haven't done anything like that in a long time. But yeah. it's super fun and it low is. impact. It just, just takes... I mean, I'll just sit with the microphone. It I'll probably takes a couple of takes, but I'll just try to figure it out for like five minutes, record yeah. it for, for another five minutes, and then I've got a thing. Does part of you ever want to like stretch that into a full song and just think... Like, hmm, if this a little was three bit, minutes long. The ones that, because um, there's a couple like that we've had bumpers or whatever mm-hmm. where we were given a promo for something. Um, I, I feel like it was the for the two bros driving right on the video mm-hmm. game one where I like did a thing for that. And I worked a lot harder on that thing because it was actually like a three minute musical yeah. segment or uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it still was better as backing music, but I was like, there's some elements here that would be cool. Sure. But for the most part, nah, not really. Nah. I just write a thing and I'm like, there, there we go. Yeah, That's yeah. music. Well, like that in that specifically that I just showed you is right from the beginning mm-hmm. of pretty much that song. Like it builds into that main hit that you hear. And then it just repeats that like four more times and it's done. Yep. Like I have no idea where else I would go with that mm-hmm. theme or with that song necessarily. It just was always that kind of like two and a half minute. It's like thing. watching those YouTube videos. I mean, like my wife watches like makeup tutorials or something on mm-hmm. YouTube. Made it to two hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey. Makeup oh, tutorials. <laughs> my wife watches makeup tutorials and uh, she'll... My um, wife. <laughs> yeah, but just the little songs that they play like, in the background there. Like ukulele stuff that's really boring, but... It works in that context. Yeah. Jingles are really, really fun. Yep. Uh, speaking of two bros driving, my uh, our friend Logan Barnes and mm-hmm. I are in the early phases of coming up with a, an idea for a podcast. And the other day, he, well, we were Trader. talking about like a, <laughs> well, we were talking about ideas for like intros and like little, little jingles. And I asked him like, well, what's the what's the feel that you want to go with? And long, I mean, not to give too much away, but the the feel of what we're going for is NPR, like, oh, but yeah. very very silly, yeah. but like NPR. So I sat down with just an acoustic guitar, and I like with the just NPR yeah. in my mind, <laughs> I wrote like this little fifteen second jingle, and I thought it was really really clever and just fit totally in in yep. the realm of like, hmm, like a, a nice jolly start to an npr program where somebody's <laughs> gonna talk for like very boring for the next 30 minutes yeah so look forward to that <laughs> anyways guys thank you so much for listening
Yeah. Boy. Making it through. Yeah. Thanks for making it through this one. I'm glad you... I feel like I learned something, and maybe you learned something. If you finish that run, right on. Right on, man. Proud of you. We love you. We probably have some Mm -hmm. sort of romantic connection to you Mm -hmm. at this point. You probably made it to work by now. Or uh, if you cut this off like halfway through, you're probably home from work at this point. So, dude, congrats on making it through the day. Yeah. For real. Uh, (laughs) Yep. Uh, it is it is the Wednesday. If you're listening to this on the Wednesday and it comes out, and it is hump day. If you're listening to this on the Friday after it comes out, even better. Weekend. Did you got the nice. If it's on Monday, uh, moons. If it's on Tuesday, moons. tunes. Uh-huh. If it's on. <laughs> you got the sweet tunes to look forward to on Tuesday. If it's on Thursday, thrunes. 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 Ten. Easy. And got gold, it. Gold doubloons. Um, All right. Uh, at Joyce Eclectic. Yep. Blah. Everything, literally Whatever. everything. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Joyous Eclectic. Uh, we're on all the big ones. You can also email us at Joyous Eclectic at gmail.com. We'd be happy to hear from you guys. Uh, yeah, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you liked what you heard. If you didn't like what you heard, please leave us a review saying that whatever it was or maybe send us an email but don't leave us a review (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, do all those things I don't know we may be kind of lack on social media Mm -hmm. as of late but uh, we're gonna get better at it also Spotify we put all the music that we talk about on Spotify this week's gonna be a little tough cause we don't have (laughs) the songs on Spotify Spotify. (laughs) but next week uh, we're gonna kind of go back to the I guess regular format we'll have a fun topic to talk about Mm -hmm. Uh, tune in to find out what that is guys any closing thoughts um, yeah, if you do music, it's going to be good one day. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Just keep on keeping on. Again, and there's, one day there's you'll look that, back and there's be like, message. what was I doing? But also now, cool. And it's just yeah, fun. Man. Keep having fun. That's yeah. important. Yes. Don't stop having fun, even if Don't it's bad. Don't stop having fun. That's, uh, that's Fleetwood Mac, right? That's the one. Yeah. Fleetwood Pack. Don't stop thinking about having fun. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Uh, salutations. Sayonara.